Hello, hello everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Tuesday show. My name is James Chen. I've got uh, Thumbnail Dave over here and uh, Mr. Tubaware. How are you guys doing? Well, well, well. Well, uh, well, I'm, well. I'm doing great. Uh, what's new with me? Oh yeah, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who celebrates Hanukkah. How about you, Tubaware? Uh, well, I'm sitting over here upset because for the 10th year in a row, you didn't invite me to Hanukkah dinner celebration. So, well, thanks. you remember how it went when you came for Pesach, don't you? Don't you remember how that went? And I that was, how... that, I, I had a great time. I don't know about everyone else. Are you sure I you had, had a great, great time? time? Do you remember yeah. whether you had a great time <laughs> I have no or idea not? what you're even talking about. Okay, well, that's uh... a great, great segue into the game and show that we have today. We're going to be talking about Street Fighter V and Luke. We'll be talking about Happy Chaos and Guilty Gear Strive, as you can see outside. We have guest Crofts. That's going to be cool. We'll have a conversation. We have a 5-5 matchup that we'll get to. Uh, boy, that's a topic. The next one right there. And then we'll talk about Angel or Angel, and then also several other characters that have been shown off in other games. But let's start by talking about Street Fighter V and Luke. Luke! Yes, so Luke has been released. The final, final DLC of Street Fighter V, supposedly. And, uh... Interesting character. Interesting character. Would uh, Any early impressions to jump out of you? Or, or shall I start? Or what do you guys... That boy got some Popeye forearms. Dude, he's got tick forearms. His they forearms are, look to me like they're no ticks sense. that are engorged on my blood. I can see his forearms sitting just outside of my own forearms, just sucking my blood. Ugh. And he has they're the ugliest gross. jump animation I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than hard. that, he's, he's, his gameplay seems cool. He seems interesting. So I spent about an hour, maybe a little longer than that, playing with him just before the show started. I went all through his moves in training mode, and I saw like what was plus and not, and like what the likely strategies are, I guess. And I did the training, the uh, the trials as well. And I'll have you know that I nailed all ten of those trials, and I got every single one of them right on the first try of the times that I got them right. Are you are you <laughs> being honest right now? Yeah, that was a completely yeah. factual Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. dude. He got him right on the first time he got him right. Correct. Yeah. Correct. All right. I nailed it. Humans. Uh, look, he... Humans. Yeah. <laughs> Humans. Um, he, I think he has a lot of interesting stuff. I think just to talk about his sort of his look, he looks, you know, better in person, I think I would say, as is often the case, I guess. But he looks to me like they made a character that is intended to mirror real moves that you might actually see a person do in like right. an MMA match. And that makes sense. Like people, when they throw punches are not like doing the same kind of attacks. Typically that you'll see like other street fighter characters doing weird stuff. Right. They're, they're kind of throwing hooks a lot. And like that he does, he, that's, that's what he does. And I mean, I that's standing... think that looks a little weird actually in yeah. a street fighter context. Cause I'm used to seeing just like regular straight punches. I don't know, whatever the animations are. Exaggerated these, like, attacks, right, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. very exaggerated stuff. And his his aren't really like that, so I'm sure I'll get used to it. And I don't think that they're bad. I think that they are what they are meant to be. Like, they're like kind of realistic-looking normal attacks for the most part. It's just that that's different than many other characters' styles. So I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just something that I wanted to point out. 
Yeah, I mean, like that standing medium kick, like I said, the first time I saw it, I was like, that just looks like an MMA kick, like I've seen in MMA highlights and such. But, I mean, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, mechanically, he's strangely more unique than I would have expected because you look at this character, he looks very straightforward. He looks like, hey, I'm a punchy, punchy dude. But he's got a lot of, like, little interesting tweaks to it, like... His far standing light punch, you know, he moves forward. It's really far. It's five frames, but it's also like minus four on block or something like that. It's like ridiculously negative. So you can't just use it to fish around for stuff. And, you know, interestingly enough, he, you, the way that his normals are designed, he doesn't have like ridiculous combo paths like I thought he was going to have, Mm. right? He definitely has some combo paths but you feel like that those are all just like pre-designed you know you're not going to be finding anything crazy or weird that the programmers didn't intend for him to do you know luke boring james chen you heard it here first definitely going to be an event hubs article now but the thing about it is i mean the way that his mechanics work i actually do think are really interesting the the especially with the with the what is it, the flicker punch or whatever they called it? The quarter circle back plus punch that you actually have to hold the button yeah. for. And, uh, you know, I was wondering how lenient they were going to make it. Because uh, obviously what happens is if you want standing heavy punch to combo into the uh, charged up, I think it's actually towards heavy punch or is it regular it's standing just stand heavy? Fierce. Yeah. yeah, stand fierce combo into the level two straight to get the wall bounce for more damage. The window is pretty small on how yeah. long you hold the button for. It's very easy to hold it for too short and for too long. Now, if you go with the upper punch, the light one, the window is much bigger. It's it's a lot easier to combo into that one. But um, it's just it's really interesting, and I I was surprised that they were willing to make it that small. It's it's honestly very learnable though. That at yeah. the highest levels, people are going to be busting it out like like 99% of the time but it'll be really interesting sure. to see people drop every once in a while you yeah. know in tournaments yeah i think that will happen i think especially when you're talking about canceling from a medium into the launches that is actually mm-hmm. pretty tough those are just a couple of frame windows it feels like and getting some of the juggles that he has in v trigger 2 especially those those feel pretty tough in some of those cases so if you want execution, you know, this game has a buffer window of three frames. So when you press a button, it's really easy to get. But but releasing a button requires specificity. And that's the case. It has been the case for Abigail's feature one combos for like a few years. And now it's the case for this guy as well. So, you know, if you want to have tight execution, he's I think he's your dude for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, as, as far as his game plan goes... I think it seems like you can play him in a couple of different ways. I feel like it's it would seem to me like it's viable to play him as a zoner in many matchups. His fireball is mm-hmm. really fast. It's really far. It's almost literally full screen. And it, it I don't know if there's even travel time. It might just be instant. It's super, super fast once it's actually out there. And that's, that's going to be tough for some characters to deal with, I think. He's got Dragon Punch. He's got Fireball. He's got classic stuff like that. He also has... The ability to get into plus frames pretty easily when you charge things up, especially if you have Visco 1 active, you can get into a plus 4 situation really easily, and that is with uh, the fierce quarter circle back punch. And if it hits, you get a launch. And so, I mean, it's yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good utility, I think, 
zoning, mid-range, up close, he's got, you know, the same kind of things that many characters do. He's got the plus on block button. He's got the hit confirms. The single hit hit confirms, I think, are pretty dual for him. I, I tried that stuff out, and I could get it a few of the times. So I, I think he seems like a pretty good all-around character, and that he has um, quite a bit of sort of gameplay going for him. Yeah. When you said kind of good all around, James's full face lit up. So no, what are I, you thinking, James? No, because the thing is, I saw Punk tweet out that he was like, this character seems amazing. Mm. And uh, I f- first time I saw him in the dem in the in the in the uh, the update that that the Capcom guys put on, first thought in my mind was Punk is gonna kill everybody with this character because his whiff punishes are gonna be ridiculous. So I, I don't think I, I don't think he feels like he's gonna be super super strong, but uh, in the right hands I think he's gonna be super scary. And on top of that, uh, you know. Are we gonna see someone qualify with this character in in CPT? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. It's too early. It's too early uh, for that to happen. But again, I mean, what's interesting is you know people in the chat are talking about his V skill one, making it so you don't have to time things. What's really interesting to me is he doesn't have a lot of good V skill one setups like. You know, a lot mm. of characters who have the that the power up V skill have button button into V skill, and 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 it happens to be launch into juggle into V skill, so that they right. can charge up for free. He doesn't have any target combos that d- do that, so I, I'm still not sure when his timing. Like I haven't tested to see after a DP. Uh, I know you can dash and be plus, uh, yep. so uh, you know. That's like 18 frames, 20 frames or something like that. But I don't know how long his V-Skill lasts and such. So uh, not sure when he's going to get to charge that up. Uh, Having said that, though, I feel like it might be the better V-Skill unless you play against the command throw character. I think they both seem good. V-Skill 2 is only minus 2. He's got a 3-frame button and EXDP, so you can challenge after that sometimes. Uh, And and if the opponent happens to throw, then you get to blow them up bigger time. It's also hit confirmable by itself. It's one of the options that I think he has that single hit hit confirmable. So that that seems really good. Also, you know, his whiff punishing game does seem good to me. I agree with that. But I will say that he can't cancel out of light punch or medium punch. You can't do that. So it's not like you're going to get a whiff punish into big, big damage from those buttons, you're just going to get the target combos, and those aren't really that big of a deal. Right. So but I, I, think, it, I think there might not be as much damage unless you have V-Trigger or something like that ready to go. But if you're Punk, you're going to be whiff punishing with Heavy Punch. <laughs> you're going to be towards Heavy Punch and then link into the Light Kick DP, right? That's That seems to be the, the, the MO of his, so... Punk was with punishing with stand uh, heavy punch. Okay, oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I mean, we've He's seen it with good. his Karin, right? So boom, with the with the standing heavy punch. So I would imagine he can do the same things with this character. So I think he seems pretty interesting, and I don't know that he's going to be the character that I play. I'm not as interested in the executional side of what he does. But I do think that he has a lot of interesting things that other players will enjoy. And I think that makes him fit in really well to the cast in the last couple of years. Like, just thinking about the cast since the summer that Honda and Poison and Lucia all came out at the same time. Every character has been cool. Those, Gil, Seth, um, then Dan and Rose and Oro, they're all 
weird. They all have funky options. They all have unique options. They just all they all added a lot, I think, and and he's definitely in that same vein. So I I like him. Sure. I think that he fits. But well. how do you feel about his backstory? His backstory. <laughs> Luke, sponsored. tell us how you feel about his backstory. Did you know that Luke is sponsored by War Profiteers? That's cool. Thanks for pointing that one out, Capcom. He's sponsored by a mercenary company. I well, mean, what's interesting? Congratulations! Is that I don't know. It seems like uh, he has. It seems like it's hinting that his dad might be Joe from Street Fighter One, uh, because uh, one, the picture uh, looks like him. And if you actually look at, I mean, HiFight pointed this out, but if you remember how Capcom did those individual profiles for like the entire universe, including the two guys in the title screen of Street Fighter 2, well, yeah. Joe's is like, he really likes stars and all, you know, like everything that's listed on his seems to point that he's probably going to be uh, Luke's dad. Uh, and so, yeah, that seems to be, I mean, Oh, counterpoint. Apparently his dad's name is Robert. Oh, did they actually say that? Hmm, maybe well, his dad's, well. maybe his dad's name is Joe Robert. Yeah, maybe it's Joe Robert. You're right. I don't just know. like just you don't like know Char- people in the chat. Charlie Nash, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That exactly. So um, did his dad die or is this an alive human cell? We don't know. We just saw him say "run" during the yeah. incident, and that was it. So yeah, and then all right, sure. And then you grow up and you become a mercenary. Well, he's not a mer. Well, maybe he is, but we know that he's an M- He's a fighter, and as a fighter, he is sponsored by a mercenary company. So anyway, okay. Congratulations! It's a great sponsor Super to have. Stick. Yeah. yeah, I mean, totally. The, Thanks the, for the backstory, as always, Capcom. I mean, the question that I have, though, is, you know, people, they've said that he is a indication of the direction of Street Fighter Six, Right. Right. That's what that's what they said. Now, do they mean that gameplay wise or do they mean that from a story standpoint? Right. I, I'm not sure, because what's interesting about all the characters that you pointed out is that, you know, all of a sudden, all the characters that you mentioned are really interesting design. They all have like really crazy aspects of execution. Like Akira's air combos turned out to be really weird. Oro has the crazy Tengu stone combos. Rose has some of those crazy like air teleporty, like back and forth kind of things, you know? And then here we have uh, Joe Jr. here with the chargeable, you know, quarter circle Robert back Robert Jr., punches. thank you. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm really curious about that. Like, if that means that once we go towards Street Fighter Six, that they're going to try to, you know, instead of going the direction that Five went, which is let's take away all the combos, and now they're actually trying to put in, like, some more interesting stuff that way. So, uh, I mean, interesting if you like the the execution stuff right like if you don't some people are saying that they don't like the fact that you have to time those punches really well and again if you don't want to you can do heavy punch into the light one i mean medium punch into the light one like you said is still kind of hard uh but you know it's it's gonna be weird i don't know how maybe then you'll have to go with v skill too so you get the automatic level two ones or something like that so 
Look, I don't really ex- think that there's anything gameplay related in this guy that we're going to see in Street Fighter VI. I mean, he'll probably have the fireball and the rush punch or launcher and the uppercut. tackle, like the uppercut. Yeah, he'll probably have the same moves, I guess. But in terms of like what is the what are the gameplay mechanics going to be like about the game? Uh, we're not finding that out right now. Like, there's not going to nope. be. Yeah, come on. Um, I don't think there's any chance of that. I think instead it's just like he here's his story. He's Joe Jr. Joe Robert. Joe Joe Luke Robert Jr. Sure. Okay. Just there to get go. him all in there. So that's yeah. his that's his backstory. So now we know a little bit more about his backstory. And then that's gonna set up into other stuff that I'm not gonna watch when Street Fighter Six comes out. And you know, yeah, people probably. who care about that stuff will hopefully enjoy it. Uh boy, I hope the Street Fighter gets a good storyline at some point. It no, will. we look, I think you're right. I, I think you're right. Look, I'm just saying, when Street Fighter 2 first came out, we all laughed at Blanca's bracelet, Grandma, Russian dancing with Gorbachev. I mean, right. Right. Street Fighter Classic. 2, Street Fighter 2, Street Fighter has just never been about story. And, you know, I mean, and then an Alpha, Chun-Li discovers that Bison kills her father, so she goes to get revenge and goes and finds him, and then he reveals that he killed her father, so she gets mad and wants revenge now. Like, it just, like, none of it makes any sense, dude. It's it's just, it, I don't think it mattered, dude. Like, I just... Look, there are some people who <laughs> yeah. are into that. Even yeah, in, people are really into Street Fighter lore. Yeah, even the existing Street Fighter lore. Ooh. So I hope that those people. Well, I've met them online. I'm just I saying, like, how can exist. you be? They how can you exist. be into Street Fighter lore when Street Fighter lore practically doesn't exist, dude? You don't. There's have a whole to. comic book. Yes, I, ha- I have some of them sitting on. Yeah, my I mean, Udon was given permission to kind of craft the Street Fighter storyline, and then Capcom went and changed it anyway. So you know, it's like. Look, I'm not telling you that it's good. I agree that it's not good. However, as a matter of fact, there are people who are into it. So I hope that those people enjoy the Luke storyline. I hope that they enjoy the Street Fighter VI storyline. I don't think that Luke says, uh, shows us anything about how Street Fighter VI's gameplay is going to go. And I hope, I continue to hope, that Street Fighter VI is not around the corner. I continue to hope that that is a couple of years away. No. I, yes, I, because I no. love... Street Fighter Five, it's so good. Put it on the it's shelf. A, it's a fantastic game. It had a good run. They're going to be supporting it through 2022, and my <sighs> hope is that maybe 2023, end of 2023, is maybe Street Fighter Six. Like I want a couple more years. My hope is that I enjoy Capcom so Cup comes and they go. Guess what? Street Fighter Six free to play available now. That's my hope. Is it yeah, right. Street Fighter Five. <laughs> no, Street Fighter not 6. happening. Not Global happening. Gotcha. Street Fighter Six. Yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, I will say, you know, uh, in accordance to what with David said, um, Street Fighter Five is really good, right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really really good and you know talking to a lot of other like i just i managed to talk to talk to filipino man and he was saying that he thinks street fighter 5 in its current state is better than street fighter 4 was and we know how much that filipino man likes street fighter 4 right i mean but he actually thinks it's, it's it's better right now so look um, i think that street fighter 5 is at least as good as third strike maybe it's better than third strike and for me wow. saying that is about the same as Filipino man saying that about Street Fighter 4. I think it's a really, really good game. I think that it's maybe the best Street Fighter game, and it's one of my favorite fighting games. 
Ever. Yeah. I mean, uh, look, I, I know I admit that there are issues with the game that, you know, that I that I know make the game a little bit harder to get into for a certain sect of the population and such. Uh, but once you get to that highest level, I feel like the game is just it's at the high. I mean, that's the thing, right? Street Fighter five at its highest level is more entertaining than super turbo and third strike at the highest level right because like at the highest level when money is on the line like if we had super turbo and and street fighter 3 maybe with might be mo- true, yeah. with two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on the line you don't think we're just gonna see yun 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 chun 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 mirrors and we're gonna see vega mirrors yeah and it's just gonna be vega mirrors all day you guys in the youtube comments you guys go after james and david i'm not taking part in this conversation i i will i will never agree with someone saying that ST and Third Strike are boring. Like I can't not, do it. I, you, we're not saying that they're boring. Obviously, they're two well, of our favorite games. But Street Fighter Five is boring. So Street Fighter Five is more exciting than those two. Oh, I see. Look, what I'm, yeah. I'm just I saying. Like somebody Boo. says, Street Fighter Five. It's time to go because the netcode is trash. Netcode's better than Third Strike and Super Turbo's netcode, right? I mean, at least the legal one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> At least the legal ones. At yeah. Wow. Even ones. Smug says that SF5 is better than SF4 nowadays. Wow. Oh yeah, that I would is... imagine so. R.I.P. Anyway, look, I don't have anything against SF4. It's not my favorite game, but I hope that the people who enjoy it continue to play it. You should be playing a Tubbleware. Oh, you do actually play it sometimes. Not I, think I about do it. play it sometimes. You do. Well, you do Street Fighter 4, you mean? I try yeah. to, man, SF4. but netcode is so bad. That's actually <laughs> so bad. Actually, bad netcode. <laughs> Especially after Strive. Right. God, delay based. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. It's true. It's. All right. Well, that's a little chat about SF5 and Uh, the current uh, state uh, of SF5. Just just to tack on a little bit, patch information. Uh, they did do some QOL changes, like you can skip oh, yeah. the whole ending, like when the guy is actually doing their win pose, you can hit the start button and choose menu items while the win pose is going and, and stuff like that, so. Cool. Okay. Next character to talk All right. about. It's time to get happy. No, I don't know. It's, uh, Happy Chaos has... <laughs> released in strive very late last night this character has come out we saw the uh as soon as we saw the the little preview the how to play happy chaos video i mean i saw that and i was like oh my god and then i got my hands on him and i was like oh my god <laughs> this character is oh, oh, double oh my god he's basically i mean some, ones. someone said he's like duck hunt from smash brothers and it's it's kind of true, oh, because you okay. can shoot anytime you want, like with the can. Remember how you can shoot the can anytime you want, and that's basically kind of what Happy Chaos is. And this character is, um, he's fascinating. And so he has he has gunshots, and that's a resource. I don't know what the number is. It's like six or seven or something. Six bullets and a concentration meter. And he has a concentration meter, and when he holds the gun. And when he shoots, that concentration meter goes down. And yeah, right? uses up the bullets. He... And uses exactly. up the bullets when he shoots, of course. Yeah. Now, so how, do, how does his actual shooting and doing other stuff at the same time so work? Like, what's this the... is the craziest part, is if you pull out the gun, concentration meter starts to drain. So I think what they did was they just didn't want you to be able to have the gun out 100% of the time and use it whenever. You had to manage that a little bit. 
Yeah. However, when his gun is out, which you can pull out just by hitting heavy punch, he's a character that doesn't have a heavy punch button. So you can't do crouching heavy punch standing. He has no towards heavy punches, no jumping heavy punches. If you hit it, he pulls out the gun. If the gun is out, he fires a shot wherever the reticule happens to be on the screen. The thing about it is you can hit this shot at any time you want. Outside of a very, very few subtle times, you can fire this shot anytime you want. So in other words, I can do close slash slash, Fire, fire, fi start dashing forward, fire, and then get next to them, close slash, far slash, fire, fire. So, so you're shooting when you're dashing? Is that what you're trying to get No, at? you're shooting when you're doing anything. So when I did slash, slash, I start firing before my slash even recovers, and then I can dash forward and keep hitting fire. As long as you have the gun out, you can fire. So I can do 2D and lie on the ground and hit H and fire. <laughs> I can do, I, it's basically a Marvel assist that shoots the screen at any Got given it. time. Got and it. it's crazy. Like I thought Zato was tricky. So me doing close mm. slash slash fire, 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 dash up, slash, slash, fire, fire. Like, I thought Zato was going to be hard, but, like, this shit was, like, breaking my brain. Like, I couldn't, like, it was hard for me to, to, to do it. Like, it was just because I would hit fire, fire, but then that would make me let go of the joystick because I was, like, staggering my taps with the button presses. But you want to dash and keep firing. And so, like, dash, fire, 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 and then let go so I could do slash instead of towards slash. And, dude. Like, my brain, like, started to basically explode trying to use this character. So, uh, he is crazy. You, the, the I mean, you could jump over someone with a button and then fire, fire as soon as you cross up. So, it's fire, fire, and then you land and keep the combo going. Uh, if you so have... You can, you can be doing a jump in and shooting while... Can you do yeah. it while blocking? Uh, ooh, that's no. a good question. I don't think so. No, I don't you can't shoot so. while that, you block. That okay, would be that's... too broken. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, very good. Very oh, good. people are so... saying you can negative edge the gunshots? Oh, shit. Oh, crap. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. You can't block while the gun is out. That's the rule. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, he has a move where he rolls behind you. Now, when you roll, you can't immediately shoot right away. You can only shoot towards the tail end of the roll. And not only that, but keep in mind, too, that the reticule, every time you fire a shot, it grows up again. It grows full again and then shrinks onto the opponent. Only when it's shrunken all the way is it super accurate. But when it's big, like if people are running, you can fire the shot and miss them. Now he hmm. does have a fireball that causes no hit stun, no block stun, whatever, but it's oh, like right. a it's like Fong's poison state and if he hits you with it, all of his shots are a lot more accurate as well. Yeah. So if he can get you with that and you know people are doing combos because like you want to build up your concentration state, you want to reload your gun. They'll do combos that lead into wall splats and they cancel that move into concentration or reloading and then knock you through the wall and stuff. And it's really cool. That does sound cool. Yeah, I've investigated him a little bit myself. Uh, I really like the design of being able to shoot whenever you want. I think that that's interesting. I like the idea of having the, yeah, the fang, 
poison projectile, I guess you, you want to call it that. I think that's cool. I think that it seems like there's a lot of cool stuff there. And having seen other players put combos together and playing in matches a little bit, he looks like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff to come up with, and there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff to do. I mean, yeah. it's interesting because he feels really limited. None of his special moves are combo enders, like outside of pulling out his gun. But if your gun is already there, like you can't cancel something into like, oh, let me, like Jacko, like she can combo into a kick, right? And just kick you away. Like no, he doesn't right, have anything right, right. that's like that. So you've got to figure out how to do stuff to end with either to towards slash. Also, he has Maya, you know, Phoenix Wright's Maya, where he throws yeah, out the little clone of himself. That the eats clones, the, the yeah. clone is very strong, very, Dude, very, very strong. If it's just there and your move hits it, it doesn't hit him at all. Yeah, he can stand in front of the clone, and the clone still takes the hit from long as the the hitbox is there. So if like Nago does a two M, or I'm sorry, two slash, and it hits you and your clone, and you're standing in front of the clone, it doesn't matter. The clone takes the hit. Yeah. Huh. And it's it's kind of silly. It's kind yeah, of silly. It drains a little bit of his own life, but obviously right. you use it so that you can build concentration and reload. So that's like if you in a pinch, if you really need to build that, or you can for like one hit DPS for like Chip, you just throw it in front of his face when he's getting up, and you run up to him. And what is Chip supposed to do if he does a DP? It hits the clone, not you. So you get kind of like free meaty on him kind of situation. So right. the, he's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it counts as a wall. It actually acts like uh, Agnos's wall. Like the opponent That's can't it. run past it. In fact, if you drop the clone, jump over the clone, and run into the guy and push them into the clone, it stops. Like you start like you stop at the clone. <laughs> You can't jump over it either. You can jump over it. You can jump over it because oh. it's just a happy chaos size clone. So okay, in different poses, in like random That's poses sick, and stuff. Yeah, he's. I mean, honestly, like when Guilty Gear first came out, and everyone's like, they simplified everyone, and everybody's so simple, and it's I mean, not yeah. Guilty Gear, dude. Like every character that has come out for DLC, and this was uh, something that's in the. Uh, in the five five matchup questions, I don't know if we want to just talk about it here and just retract that question, but the DLC has been super complicated in this game. <laughs> I mean, we've talked about it before, man. You release a game with the the easy characters, the more simple characters, and then yeah. you right, but you the, know, the, the more the, little more bonkers with the DLC. The question is, though, a lot of the people who liked the simplistic nature of Guilty Gear might feel cheated out of their season pass because they can't use any of these new characters. <laughs> oh, Steve, that's that's such a silly excuse. You totally can use them. You can pick them and you can do whatever you want. You might not be successful with the character, but how is that the game's fault? That's on you. Yeah, I got to say I don't I don't know about you having wasted your season pass if you don't end up liking the characters. That seems like just a very classic issue, not something that's Guilty Gear related. Right, it, yeah. They don't necessarily need to be uh, good or bad or complicated or simple or whatever characters for you to like or not like them. Like, that's those are all different things, and everybody has stuff that they like or don't like. 
There are seasons of Street Fighter V that I've never played any of the DLC characters. Season one, I never played any of those DLC characters. I thought that they were all, what was that, like Black. Guile and Boxer and stuff? I was, Alex, I was not, Alex, what? Jury, I never played any of those characters. Jury, so, yeah. uh, and and uh, I haven't played most of the MK characters that have come out for DLC. Like, it's just, that's, I don't know. I This to me just seems like it's, it, it is maybe more, is a, is a season pass a good idea? Maybe I should hold off on getting a season pass. Like maybe that That's that is right. the angle of attack here, rather than these specific characters are too complicated. The issue is more just that. Like, well, should you I mean, if you're a serious pass. player, you're going to want to have them playable regardless no matter, because you're going to lab against them. Of course. So you know, it, it just depends on how serious you are about the game, really. You know. Uh, but me, if if I like a fighting game, I get season passes no matter what. I just want to support because you need. Devs and, Right, and you also want to lab against him, right? So, nah, I just want to support him. <laughs> He's playing me, dude. He doesn't need to lab. It's so. true. It's no, true. I'm, I'm playing Halo. Is what I'm playing. Yeah, Spartan yeah, yeah, one playing Halo, seven, yeah. All right. <laughs> oh man. Definitely. Yeah. No, I I don't know about that argument. Although I will say, like, yeah, it's true that they are they're complicated. Maybe in different ways. I don't know. The Gold Lewis is like complicated he's just like it's just executionally complicated little, yeah maybe maybe you would say that. that's what i mean like all three characters are executionally complicated which is interesting because if you are a person who doesn't like execution that kind of sucks like you see these cool characters and you want to try them and mess with them but you can't use any of them because you're not an execution guy and like i don't know man as as the guy who especially before i started like getting physical therapy hated execution and even now isn't like thrilled about it uh, I don't really feel like I'm left out of things okay. if there are characters that have difficult execution. Just because it seems to me like the same sort of thing that any other character archetype or gameplay mechanic would make me want to play or not play a character. Right. I don't feel left out if a character is just like a mid-range cammy type character right. i'll never play that character in my life i don't feel left out of it that's a different <laughs> I mean, story but, i mean like for example like happy chaos like he's executionally crazy you don't like execution so now you can't use him and listen to his your favorite theme song your favorite new theme song in training mode for hours and hours on end dude I could, I could, if I really yeah, wanted to go fishing. You go fishing, and then you get the song, and then <laughs> boy, imagine spending my time fishing in Guilty yeah. Gear, and sure. then in order to listen to Happy Chaos's song, like what a just yeah. incredible, great use of my. Speaking time of fishing, by the way, one of the things they did add was the player room customizations as well. I haven't actually messed with that yet, but I'm kind of excited to see what people are able to do. You can fish for items in the house. Uh, for your house basically so you know right now you see Eno's guitar in the background and all that stuff i think you can just customize it to however you want to look i haven't seen what kind of options like theming colors items maybe different amount of floors maybe wider short i don't know i don't know i haven't looked into it yet but i think that's cool you could like i said there was the realtor office in the original beta I'm sure a lot of this stuff was intended on release and they just never got it out in time due to pandemic. But I'm I'm kind of curious to see how well it pans out. So, But he does not come with a significant balance patch, right? No, it's no, all bug there fixes. Is, there are some bug fixes. May did get a change. Yes. Mm. One change. Uh, apparently her getting so many dolphins in the corner was a bug and they didn't intend that. So... 
I guess she got nerfed. I don't know. I haven't messed with her yet. It was like I think it was like the proration, wasn't it? Like the, the something or other. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The, the 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 patch notes are always worded a bit odd, so I'm sure people have messed with it. I haven't messed with her yet. I will eventually and see what the change was for myself, but I haven't Mr. seen like May players complaining about it or anything. Mr. Dolphin Horizontal, the heavy slash version, fixed a bug with the ball, wall break value scaling after the 1.1. So maybe the wall break was a little too high uh, if you smacked him into it with that dolphin or something like that. So It was probably too low considering how many heavy dolphins she can get. Yeah, he's okay. probably supposed to break earlier, so it'll nerf her damage a bit. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. That's what Makes I'm imagining. Sense. I don't know, but that's that's what I'm assuming is going on. All right. Okay. Cool. But outside of that, everything else was. Oops. Sorry. After outside of that, fixes. everything else was bug fixes. So everything else was bug fixes. All right. Very good. Anything else to say about Happy Chaos? Uh, again, I just, uh, he's super cool. Like, I just, I, I was surprised. Like, when I saw, I mean, again, we see the trailers. We're like, oh, that's interesting. I think he's, like, when we saw Gold Lewis trailer, he's like, oh, okay. And then we see in this behemoth typhoon and then happy chaos we saw his trailer and we were like is he gonna be a zoner how's he gonna play interesting is he and then it just turns out you can shoot guns anytime you want and it's just like again i i'm happy because this is the guilty gear that the hardcore guilty gear players want right this is sure. this is this is what they were hoping for you know and complaining about for the early ones like i'm just hoping that a lot of the people who got into Guilty Gear and like it because it is simpler aren't starting to feel a little left behind is all. I'm sure they'll be fine. Chaos high fives himself in the mirror match. He does. He, he does. He, he says, he says something like, what's up? And they high five. And then one of them says, hey, so uh, which one is the real one again? And the other one says, not sure. And then they smile and start fighting. <laughs> There's also one where one of them says, hey, I'd like to, or can I play the antagonist this time? And the other one's like, sure, I'll be the protagonist. Like, it's, it's pretty funny. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. That's amazing. Good work. <laughs> okay. Good yeah. work. Oh, man. All right. Uh, you want to take a break then? And we can get Mr. John Crofts into the call over here. And we can sure. talk to him about all the things. All right, Sounds cool. Good. We will be right back, guys. Do not go anywhere. Once we're back, Mr. J.M. Crops on the Tuesday show. Be right back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Tuesday show. And now it is my pleasure to bring on our guest for the... <laughs> Just trying to wait to see yep. how many emotes David goes through here. Is he going to... Welcome to Video Games, everybody. We're here doing Video Games at the Tuesday Show. And like James is about to say, we have a guest. Yes, uh, Mr. John Crofts, a.k.a. J.M. Crofts. And... Bam! There we go. What's up, <laughs> oh, that John? That was so how smooth. Here we are. <laughs> Quiet. Quiet, on? you. <laughs> No, no revealing the the flubs here. Everything was as intended. <laughs> All right, we made it. That's what's important. 
Everybody nailed it and is having a great night. Congratulations, everybody. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for hopping on and talking with us. Looking forward to it. Um, as always, I think it's nice when we bring somebody on to ask them about their background. How is it that you got into playing fighting games? And then how is it that you got into playing fighting games in a more sort of serious, competitive way? Yeah, I, I'm I'm a pretty typical O-Niner, I think. Uh, mm. Like... Like most people, you know, I, I had a casual acquaintance with, you know, I played Street Fighter 2 on SNES, Soul Calibur 2, GameCube, but I didn't know about tournaments or anything until Street Fighter 4. And it kind of worked out in this crazy way where, you know, the game came out and I knew I was going to pick it up like day one. And then there was a tournament that we held at College Dorm. I say we, I wasn't involved, but they held a tournament at our college dorm and I entered and I ended up just meeting a lot of people there. And we were like, oh, you like Street Fighter too? So uh, <laughs> we all became friends and we would go and play in each other's uh, dorm rooms and stuff. And that's when I went to my first tournament, which was Seasons Beatings in Ooh. Ohio. Dang. Great tournament, so that, great that's, tournament. That's old school right there, Seasons Beatings, man. Oh, so, don't tell yeah. me that, James. I feel, <laughs> feel it older already. <laughs> I remember being the O Niner. I was the new kid on the block, and that was like, <laughs> nope. oh my god. Well, I mean, was that are old men now? Was that was a hundred years ago. Was that still that. at? Was that still at Momo's? Uh, yeah, that was at Momo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. that was the tournament where Marn beat Daigo with a wake up ultra. Yes. and everybody mm -hmm. lost their mind. Yeah, uh, Marn Dudley, right? Yeah, yes. Dudley. Wake and that up was ultra. that, was, that was the situation where. Uh, uh, poor Ski Sonic got blamed for racist comments that he did not make at all. <laughs> oh, so, geez. yeah. Because uh, after he did that and Daigo was eliminated, me and Ski were on commentary. Someone ran up behind Ski, grabbed his microphone, and said, Sayonara, bitch! Like, Daigo, Sayonara, oh. Daigo, bitch! Or something like that. But the guy's <laughs> voice sounded like Ski Sonic's voice. Uh and so everyone thought that was Ski Sonic, unfortunately, for the longest of time. Rough. Uh, That's a yeah. bummer. It's a this is you, you've always got the best lore, James. This is, <laughs> this is this awesome. This is not man. good lore. This is bad no, lore. I, I know, no. It's, <laughs> this it's, is the no. best lore. Ski Sonic yeah. was a bigot. This is the best lore <laughs> I've ever heard. It's, interest, it's interesting. As all. It's, it's deep. It's deep yeah. stuff. So where were you going to school? Were you in Ohio? Was that a uh, Purdue University is where I went in Indiana. Okay, yeah, not so far so away. So it was like we drove we drove there, and I think we we just went in and out one day. We were just there like all day, and we left at like three a.m. Uh, <laughs> but it yeah, and so that was I I honestly didn't even want to go. They had to like talk. I was like that sounds so serious. Like I feel like a lot of people have this conception where they're like oh. To go to Evo, you have to be like one of the best players in the world, right? Which is obviously not true. Uh, but I kind of felt that way at the time. I was like, I'm not yeah. that good. Why, why would I go to a tournament that I'm not uh, that good at? But obviously, it, it was amazing. And we even ended up sort of our group of friends. We ended up forming a fighting game club at Purdue where we would have weekly tournaments and stuff like that. And nice. we would travel to tournaments together. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And that's how, you know, still a lot of my best friends and stuff we met through that. So. Uh, that is what got me in deep to fighting games. And then uh, 
I, I never really thought that I would be a content creator, but things just kind of worked out <laughs> we'll that way. There. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get to that yeah. part. I mean, look, okay, you okay. like, come on. I, come I on. even I see someone in the chat there. Uh, the Moon, Munin, I guess. The Munin, is he, is he someone that was with you to that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we go way back. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Munin, I mean, he, had, he had the SF4 Bison. He had the, I, ah. I played mostly Chun-Li. He was out there playing Bison. It was a good time. Since so cool. friends what was, for, friends what was for a decade now, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah even sorry, sorry. That now. Oh, yeah, go ahead, David. Sorry, thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah. Was the draw for you in getting into fighting games then more about the sort of social situation rather than the games themselves or the strategy or anything like that? Uh, it was definitely both, and like just the the atmosphere around Street Fighter Four was so insane. And even though like the FGC is bigger now than it was then the the growth that happened was so insane like there would be so new new youtube channels popping up new streams new guides everything was just yeah. exploding and so it became this thing where i was like oh i want to get better so i can beat my friends and so then i would find like this sub community <laughs> of people who would post guides or whatever and it everything was just growing in such a massive way and it was like this group of people that was all you know i at first i thought i didn't care about getting good but then when it was like <laughs> oh like the, you know, there's people playing this for money. There's people playing on stream and stuff. I was like, oh, man, this is actually kind of hype. But I, I wanted to really improve. So. Well, cool. I mean, it, it does. It does sound then. I mean, everybody has different reasons for getting into fighting games and I, they're all legit. I don't mean like say that one is better than the other, but it, do, it does sound like the sort of more social atmosphere was really important yeah, for, for you sure. and that and that the what 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 was what was the draw for you with respect to the game? I mean, was 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 it the game at all, or was it really just the social stuff? Uh, it it was the game to a degree. I mean, I I knew the characters from childhood, so that okay, obviously okay. helps. But like, yeah, it, the the fact that I I feel like we haven't really had a game like that that everybody played to the same extent. Like that, it was just so ubiquitous. It was. Mm -hmm. You know, you all all these different communities kind of met up together to play this game against each other. So it was just exciting being a part of this thing that was like everybody was playing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, man, you won the first Purdue tournament. Shout outs to this guy. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if that's true. I think that might be that might be fake. But I did switch from <laughs> Chun to I did switch from Chun to T-Hawk, which was the worst decision of my life. Because he was. <laughs> Trash until they until they gave him the gun, he was trash. In yeah, that game. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's interesting that you talk about this. You know, one of the themes that I often talk about is you know how fighting games are kind of like more of a social thing. And I know we're jumping mm -hmm. ahead here, but like, you know, can you like, what's your opinion on the change from? currently you know from previous you had these meetups in your college and now we're in this pandemic and it's all online and ranked and stuff like does does it feel different to you yeah i think people aren't really talking enough about how COVID has affected the fgc i think i, th I think if you ask around a lot of people are like the fgc kind of feels like in flux like we don't really we're not really moving in a direction right now like new games come yeah. out and we're hyped for them and we play them but we just hop online and, and we play them against each other. And then, you know, within like a week, people feel like the meta is solved because the information is shared so quickly. And people are like, when's the next patch? So it's like, we just <laughs> feel like we're on this roller coaster and there's not sort of this, this sense of community that everybody cares about, which is this external thing that's beyond the game. I feel like a lot of that hasn't really been happening since COVID. So, you know, now tournaments are starting to come back and stuff, which I think 
is just going to be huge. Um, another game that I play a lot is Magic the Gathering, and that's another game mm -hmm. where this is a big conversation, okay. which is like, you can play it online, but it's almost like a different game. Like, there's a very, very different game when your opponent is there, you know? Yeah. And, th and this definitely applies to mm -hmm. fighting games as well. Like, not just because, like, you can hear their buttons and stuff, but also, like, the external stuff. Like, you, you talk after the match. You go, oh, like, I didn't know that you could punish this with that or whatever. Like, that kind of stuff adds so much and, like, just makes you love the games more. Yeah. So I feel like the, the love of the game has been hurt a little bit by the fact that we can't play them all together. I mean, I've always kind of described as that you can feel the heat from your opponent. Like somehow when you're playing against them, you just feel something out of them and it gives you a lot yeah. of interesting external information. Yeah. Feel the heat, huh? Feel the heat, James. 90s. You feel something inside of them, huh? Side by side oh, cabs. <laughs> elbow Dude, to elbow. Yeah, you yeah, definitely yeah, you felt there. Feel the oh, man. More All of right, that so lore, right? I mean, that's where Watson would eat the burritos and... Uh, unleash the <laughs> unleash the stink bomb to 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 uh, to hurt their his his opponent. So this is uh, gas warfare, basically. <laughs> Classic technology. So you play SF four, and then what what's your journey in FGC like after that for the next few years? Uh, well, Marvel three I got really into as well, um, and then uh, a really big one for me was Skullgirls. Oh. Um, when that ended up coming out and like the, a crazy story, not a lot of people know this was that I actually worked for the company who originally put out Skullgirls way back in the day. I worked there for two months as an intern. So I kind of had like a relationship there that helped me learn a little bit more about fighting games. And, sure. uh, you know, it, g it gave me sort of an insight to how the games are made a little bit, obviously not to like an extreme degree. Cause I was only there for one summer, yeah. but Wait, was this uh, yeah. was this was this before or after Mike Z joined? It project? was after. Oh, it was after. Okay, mm. okay. But it was before they stopped being Reverge Labs and became Lab Lab Zero. Oh, right. interesting. Okay, okay. It was that would have been what like twenty eleven. Okay, I think okay. that's right. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah, and, and of course it's so ironic because. The reason that I had that internship was like I studied computer science, so it was like okay, I'm gonna learn so much about uh, <laughs> writing code and software development and stuff. And then after I graduated, you know, I was a software developer for five or six years or something, and then I became a full time content creator. So <laughs> all the, all those skills are gone, but the fighting wow. game stuff is still that's all here. That still matters. <laughs> that's what matters. Yeah, yeah. That was the okay. most important stuff I learned in college. Exactly. I'll yeah. Tell you. Learn, you know, learning Okizeme and stuff that mattered yeah. a lot more than uh, than learning how to declare pointers. Well, I definitely spent more time in the arcade than at any one individual class. I can tell you that <laughs> about my college experience. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, okay. So, at what point then do you start doing content? Uh, yeah. I. You know, I did little things here or there. Like, I did, like, a couple, like, guides and stuff for Skullgirls, but not much. But SF5, when that came out, was kind of the first time I kind of really pushed at it. I, hmm. There were periods where I would have a, a daily upload, uh, but I also had a job at the same time. So that Ooh. was, like... That was the hard. That was the hardest grind. Was like working, you know, a forty-five hour week or whatever, coming home and making a video every day. So uh, I did that for SF Five, and my channel grew a lot in that time. Um, but then Dragon Ball Fighters came out, and that was like the biggest boost. It was mm. kind of insane because I think that 
my channel does appeal a little bit to people who aren't super invested in the FGC. It's kind of people who like fighting games, but they kind of don't know how to take the next step. And so sure. I think Dragon Ball Fighters brought in so many people like that, where they were like, I love Dragon Ball, I love this game, but I don't know anything about what playing in tournaments is like, or even like, you know, how to learn a character, how to come up with combo routes and stuff on your own. Like, so being able to take those people to the next level, I think helped my channel grow a lot. Sure. And then I think about a year or, yeah, I guess about a year after Dragon Ball Fighters came out was when uh, the, the software company I worked for went out of business. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, so I could, I could just like look for a new job and just do the exact same thing again, right? Go through the entire like job search process, or I can just try, I can just go all in right. and we'll try yeah. it for a few months. And if it fails, I'll just get a normal job. But if, if it works, I'll just keep doing it. And it's been coming up on three years, I believe. Nice. Let's go. Well, oh, working. maybe even coming up on four, actually. I think it was April 2018 was when uh, I became a full-time creator. So it's been working out pretty well <laughs> since then. Now, what did that feel like to make that jump? It was scary. It was scary. And, and, you know, I did so much math. I was like, I was like, okay, so if I can get this many views a month, I'll make this much money. If I can get this many people to sub to me on yeah. Twitch, my rent is this. Like, how can I, how can I make it add up? And then, like, I don't know, like forty-five days in, I was like, this isn't working. It's like I'm, it's not doing well enough. Forty-five then days around, <laughs> around like sixty, around two months in, it was like, okay, it's actually happening. I could actually do this. I can survive off this. And then, you know, as the channel grew, it was like, okay, I have enough money to like buy myself health insurance and Let's put go. money into savings. So health insurance, go. what's that? Dude? I know, I know. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. He helped me out with the Obamacare. Yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Now, you know, you were saying how, you know, a lot of the players who came into Dragon Ball were kind of new and you were kind of helping them guide into FGC proper, like almost kind of like being the gateway into the yeah. FGC. Is that is that like one of your main goals of your content? Is that like a focus or is that just kind of how it happened to turn out? Uh, I think that, to put it more broadly, I think one of my main focuses is like Fighting games are hard to get into, and so I, I think that one of my skills that has helped me is that I'm able to break things down that are hard for people to understand and relay it in a way that new players can actually comprehend. I think I'm actually getting worse. Like, the longer I do it, the harder <laughs> it is to remember what it was like to be new, because that's a real yeah. problem. I yes, think if, if you look at a lot of fighting game guides on YouTube, this is one of the things that made me want to make YouTube videos is, like, a lot of people, even if they're one of the best players in a given game... It's hard for them to remember yeah. what it was like to approach it from the perspective of someone who is new. So, you know, they just know intuitively, like, wh when to throw a fireball. Like, they can't really explain when to throw a fireball because they feel like, okay, I'm going to do it now because he's at the right range to get hit by a fireball mm -hmm. or whatever. But yeah. a new player, they're like, I don't know. Like, I know how to do all my special moves, but I don't know when to use them. And stuff like that is really hard to to you know, consciously put into words when you should think about doing those kinds of things. So, uh, yeah, I think that that's been more of my goal. And then, you know, bringing people into the tournament community and stuff, I definitely do that as well. Like I've made videos that are like, you know, pre pandemic, I made videos that were like, <sighs> Hey, if you're thinking about going to Evo, here's why you should go. And here's like my five tips for what you should do at your first Evo. So I've done stuff like that too. Nice.
what what was your tip i'm curious what, what, what uh there were a few there was like i said you should stay at the venue i think that's a big oh, okay one. okay good one yeah, good yeah. i think if you if you stay off venue it just makes the whole weekend a lot more of a drag yeah i said that you should always play casuals like play as much casuals as you okay. can you're, you're i think that's like the best part okay. of going to tournaments yeah uh i forget the other ones there were a bunch yeah okay but not oh, not oh one was uh don't enter every game i think that's something that a lot of they, <laughs> enter, they enter like eight games and then they go oh two and six of them and then their whole weekend sucks because they're just rushed from pool to pool right. the whole time yeah I don't no. know if I did drink lots of water, but that's a really good, I should have put that in the video. I think no. that might be the most important one now, now that I'm a little more mature. So, uh, <laughs> important question here. Uh, Curly W asks, why do you not respond to my DMs with ideas for FGC Jeopardy categories, huh? Well, so I mean, when was the last time I even <laughs> did an F FGC Jeopardy? It's been a while, so who, who's to say? Who, I, why I don't respond to the DMs is just I'm lazy. I got no excuse. I'm lazy. <laughs> oh, man. That's the I, best follow excuse. <laughs> Follow-up question. When is UCTV Jeopardy? I would I would love to do that. I would you know I, I think James and I talked in the past. Yeah, that, uh, you you had talked to me about potentially the combo breaker one that you did right. The right. one that you did for combo breaker. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go uh, up on so the on the on the I wanted to go on the show and flex my knowledge. Then I watched the combo breaker one. And I was like, shit, I don't know the answer to a lot of these. <laughs> no, there's no way. <laughs> those, those were those were low balls. I bet you. Know them. <laughs> Uh, Andres, you would definitely beat me for sure. I'm sure I would lose in those. Uh, but I, I definitely want, I wanted to talk about this and, and your content. You know, a lot of FGC content is, um, let's, we're playing on ranked. Or maybe maybe I have matches versus somebody in particular. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, you know, you do that stuff too. But you also have things like the, the sort of, the, the Jeopardy episodes. Um, mm -hmm. can, can you talk about how you go about deciding what kind of content to make? What's your, what's your criteria for coming up with new ideas? Uh, I think a lot of it is just, I am, I am very like my, my attention span. It's hard for me to do the same thing for a long time, which I think, you know, it can, it can hurt you because, you know, people ask me, they're like, I loved this old series. When's it coming back? And it's like, uh, I mean, honestly, I just would rather do something new than doing the old thing. So it can hurt sometimes, but it helps as well because I don't like to get stuck in ruts where I just do the same thing over and over. So I, I like to think a lot about I, I, I do do the normal YouTube stuff where I follow trends like, you yeah. know, if people were doing King of Fighters 13 combo trials. I had done combo trial videos before people had asked me to do it. So I was like, OK, this is obvious that I should do this. Uh, but some stuff, you know, it's just, uh, I, I guess I just, I think long and hard about it and I try to yeah. come up with stuff and it's hard. A lot of it is like, a lot of it is bandwidth related. Like, um, you know, I do upload five days a week. Sometimes I do skip days, but, uh, I ge generally, I upload five days a week. So sometimes I have to, you know, make decisions. Like I've been, I'm working on a video. It's going to take three days of work. And so for the other days, maybe I'll just upload ranked matches or something. So <laughs> oh, cool. that, that, that does contribute to it. But yeah. And, and then, you know, like finding what works and what people like and doing that, but always trying to put like a twist on it and, uh, try to keep it interesting. So do do you have like a team of guys helping you out, editors or anything like that, or are you just one man? It, this... it it is just me, which I you know I think Dang. is probably it's probably bad for me. I think I maybe I could be more successful if uh, if I had editors, but I I like doing it, and you know I'm 
I'm very stubborn. I'm like, well, I, I want things to be a very specific way. So I, mm -hmm. I like to do it. And I do all the thumbnails and the titles and stuff. So I have to do lots of research of like, okay, well, what, what style of thumbnails are working well? What style of titles? You, th this is how crazy YouTube is now. Like I'm, I'm like, I make two titles and two thumbnails for every video. And after 30 minutes, if the click-through rate isn't high enough, I switch it and see if it goes up. So Whoa. there's a lot, there's Let's a lot go. of it stuff that goes into it but yeah generally i i just always have like a notepad of like ideas for videos um and i just i go through it and like try to work through them and uh, make new stuff that that takes a lot of creativity and you know you talked a little bit about how you were studying software you worked in software for a while do you have a background as well in more you know creative expressive maybe public speaking type work as well no, not really. But I, I think that actually that's one of the reasons why I got into content creation is this kind of an outlet for that, right? Like, yeah, I, I made websites for years and and I worked for clients. So all you do is like the client tells you yeah. we want it this way and then you do it right. There's so and I wasn't a designer or anything. So I, I was just a coder. So there's so little room for like, cre you know, creative output. But one mm. of the things that I loved about content creation, one of the things that got me through the grind of working a job and making videos at the same time was like if i have an idea i can just do it there's no one who's like you have to make a video that is like this or you have to make a video that's like that and that that's another thing people ask me is like have i thought about joining like a team or like a brand or like whatever and it's not really something i want to do just because i like that freedom and i you know if i have a video I want to make, I just make it. And if I have a video that I'm not interested in making, I just don't make it. So what you're saying is Panda hasn't offered you enough money. You're holding <laughs> we, we were talking about Ludwig earlier. He, oh, he moved to YouTube exclusive uh, for the right amount. So there's a right amount. But... <laughs> you're looking I mean, for that Ludwig money, huh? Let, yeah, exactly. Let's get all the FGC programmers. Let's go make our own fighting game. Let's do that. <laughs> you know, yeah, people people always say that they're like, we'll get all the programmers and we'll put rollback into Marvel Three. Let's do. It. Dude, okay, yeah, I think <laughs> that'll like, well, work. I dude. Wish. You know, I made I websites. I don't know how to. I don't know how to make. You know, rollback. It's probably the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, similar. website, video stuff. game. I don't know. It's it's all ones and zeros. That's yeah. what I figure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, so so as far as your your focus on content goes, um, has it has it been what? How has it been being more of a sort of public persona in the FGC? What's that experience been like for you? Uh, it's it, it's been good. I I think um, I've gotten a lot more popular since uh, the pandemic. So I think that I haven't really <laughs> seen the full effect of it yet. But, uh, oh, yeah, 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 okay. It was definitely, it was definitely weird when I would, I, I would go to tournaments and, you know, people are so nice. Like not, none of these people have a, a negative bone in their body. They're, they're saints, but they would come up to me and they'd be like, yo, you're J.M. Crofts. And I'm just so like socially awkward that I'm like mortified. <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's me. Like, yo, can I get a selfie? It's like, of course, of course. I, but I, I'm really awkward about that kind of stuff. But it is nice. But now I know, I know that I've made it big since the pandemic. Since I was recognized at a CBD store by the guy, wow. the guy working there. He was like, he was like, yo, do you make videos on YouTube? I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. So I was like, all right. I told all my friends. They're like, yeah, right. I was like, no, it's true, it's true. He recognized me. <laughs> and this was with the mask on, so that's an extra layer. <laughs> Dang! Okay. Wow. 
Damn. Oh, I, I, yeah, I think the the bald head helps. I think that that makes me more recognizable. But yeah. So when things go off uh, offline again, you're expecting to get hit up constantly at events, huh? I I wouldn't say constantly, but it, it's just it's a real event. celebrity, eh? Constantly. No, at no, you got. Yeah, I mean, I, and it's funny because of course I was doing that too. You know that. I'm, I probably would say that to you guys, like back in 2010 or whatever. I'm sure I was like, "Oh, you're Ultra David." I'm, I'm sure that happened, but oh, uh, I can so barely now, do that when I, see I can barely person. take five steps without people saying hello to me. I know <laughs> uh, look, no, you're, you're hardly alone in feeling like a little awkward when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I think the only person among all of the folks that I know who doesn't feel awkward about that is Tasty Steve. He just has like infinite energy yeah. all the rest of us are like are always like are you sure that you want you want to talk like it's always a little <laughs> bit like but um anyway so you you're hardly alone when it comes to that yeah and, and i mean you know obviously i'm not like i i'm 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 fgc famous but i'm not actual internet of course famous. if you compare right. me to the to the real gaming youtubers i'm not really on of that course. level so <laughs> well <laughs> Well, uh, so what, what's coming up next for you? Are you planning to come back and, speaking of offline events, go back to in-person tournaments soon? Yeah, I'm going to Frosty Faustings, so oh, that's going to be great. Go. Okay. Uh, I'm going to be doing commentary for Tatsunoko versus Capcom, so Ooh. tune into that, guys. So you're actually oh. jumping into the commentary realm here, huh? I'm trying. Um, uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Science, he ran a tournament series called Tatsunoko <laughs> versus Corona, and uh, we... <laughs> And he and I did commentary for that uh, for a lot uh, this year. So uh, now we're doing an offline one. Uh, I say we. He's doing the whole thing, and then I just hop on the mic and take all the credit. Uh, so we'll <laughs> That's what commentary that is all about, Sound, right? Sounds so. like commentary. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys do long days, though. I don't know how you do that. I mean, back in the day, but not <laughs> these days. No, you wait till Frosty's, buddy. It depends. Okay, right. It depends. Long days. Don't you worry, David. Right. Yeah. Dude, I did. I did nine hours straight of Tetris commentary. Okay, let me. Oh, tell you. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Crazy. All right, cool. So you're. Um, no no ceo for you no uh i thought about going but it just uh kind of didn't line up with things so and florida's um, kind of crazy right now so you know yeah that's also <laughs> a problem and uh, since i live in i live in chicago now so frosty is proximal to me oh, right. oh nice okay i don't know like an hour away i mean i'm hoping all of us will be at frosty's right so we'll all probably be able to we'll be say hi and everything like that yeah. i can go up to you and be like oh my god are you John Crofts? Oh my yeah. god! You like pull out the phone and you're like, "Let's yeah. selfie." <laughs> I will purposely ignore you and Hollywood you the whole yeah, time. Yeah, that's so. fair. That's fair. Of course, yeah. you know, I, uh, you, you were a celebrity to me, Tupperware, because I would go to all the Chicago tournaments. You were always holding it down. You run in the auction tournaments and stuff. So that's right. I do what I can. I do my I, best. I, you know, I'm the one who should be honored here. <laughs> I'm, I should be asking for the selfie. <laughs> I got you. I got you at Frost. There we sure. go. Oh, plus you were you were on TV one time, right? Everyone I was knew. on yeah. TV. One time. Yeah. That's that's that a, a long legendary. time. That was a lifetime ago now. <laughs> a long time ago. And people recognized you from that, right? <laughs> oh yeah. For yeah. like years because it was syndicated on VH1. Right. Oh no. Way. So for like three or four years after it aired, people would still be like, "Hey, you're that guy," like randomly. So oh, that's, that's awesome. Funny. 
Now, yeah. I, I mean, I ask everybody this question. I don't think I really need to ask you this question, <laughs> except maybe what the M is. But I ask everybody where their handle comes from. But, you know, I think J.M. Yeah. Crofts is pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is my dad is named John. So it was always confusing growing up. Like, you know, if they're like, someone go get John. So JM is like an easy way. It was it's the oh. easy way to differentiate us. So. Oh, do you go by JM normally? It, not really, but it's like it's like a nickname, you know. It's not, people can call me so that. It's like a family thing, you know. If you're close, yeah. so you're technically yeah. like a junior are. then. You're my so boy you're... JM. It, it actually goes way back. Uh, my grandpa was named John. His dad was named John. There's a bunch. So what? Oh. Are you the fifth or something? What? I'm 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 a bunch, <laughs> but we all we all have different middle names, so it's not oh, it's okay. not. So really, it's not technically uh yeah third fourth fifth yeah that's awesome all right did you ever have a gamer tag separate from what your actual name is i did i was i was chill dog for years you can look up you can look up chill dog uh tournament footage on youtube uh, i see yeah no i saw someone in the chat right yeah. no he's chill dog so i don't know go. why <laughs> i think literally the only reason i stopped going by chill dog was my youtube channel was under jm crofts and so i was like it's too late oh, like i can't yeah. it's too late I, I, and i was like i was like i have a thousand subscribers it's too late i can't i can't it's too late it <laughs> then, oh no Dude, i mean i'm so like it's crazy because, like, you know, we, we don't call Steven Superman Say Jam because isn't that still his uh, YouTube channel? Is still oh, Superman no Say Jam? I'm not it sure. Is, yeah, it's, something. <laughs> it's something weird. All right. But so, okay. Yeah. So, so, correction then. If I see you at Frosty Faustings, I'm definitely walking up and going, oh my God, are you Chill Dog? Some, chill some dog. people do say, and I'm like, oh, those, are the, those are the old school guys. Those are <laughs> They know they know Chill Dog, <laughs> who had mi minor winning success in Skullgirls <laughs> tournaments twice. <laughs> nice, oh, nice. All right, man. Well, please plug your stuff and where people can watch you do content. Yeah, obviously, uh, JM Crofts on YouTube. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Crofts. That's where I basically like say whenever I'm going to do something. So that's the easiest way to know. And uh, a big plug on the eighth. I'm going to be doing a stream for the quest to conquer cancer at 4 p.m. Uh, so stop by for that. We're going to, I'm, my plan, I haven't announced this anywhere. My plan is I'm going to be continuing Persona 4 Arena combo trials. I started those a long time ago and I gave up because they were too annoying, but everyone's been requesting it. So that's, I'm going to be marathoning that and uh, raising money for uh, charity. So definitely yeah. stop by for that on the 8th. Okay, I, I apologize. I definitely wrote JM Crofts at JM Crofts on oh, everything cool. here, but your your Twitter is actually someone. Just someone poached JM Crofts. Someone has it, I think. I, I try. I tried to get it on Twitter. Someone huh. poached it. So, well, I mean, I'm just at Crofts. Well, wow, luck in the future. There's a reason why we're Ultra Chen TV on Twitter instead of just oh, Ultra yeah. Chen. Yeah. <laughs> man, these, these vultures be out there, man. The... So it goes. Can you believe somebody thought to combine Ultra and Chen before we did? Impossible. There's not that, that many people named Chen in the world, right? Oh, I, no, I don't think so. Not at all. Not at all. It's like yeah. a cool 1.7 billion. <laughs> I've never, I've never had I, at, at UCLA orientation. My luggage didn't actually get sent to the other James Chen that was uh, there no either. Way. So. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's been cool to talk to you. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Have a good yeah, rest of the show. All right, buddy. Yep. Peace. Bye, everybody. Night, night. Yeah, that's cool. Looking All forward right. to yelling Oops. across the room at Frosty's. Yo, chill dog. Chill dog. Yo.
Gonna so make there we happen. go. I, I I fixed it now. Chill dog. Oh yeah. Talks about, about FTC origins <laughs> and content creation. There we go. So. All right. Cool. Well, thanks again. Let's move on to the next one. Gonna go to our five-five matchup, where of course we let the viewers send in suggestions for what we'll talk about. We then let the viewers vote on which one we're actually gonna do. Now we kind of addressed one of these, right? Yeah, so it's number four right there. Do you think the first battle pass was a little aggressive for uh, adding such difficult to play characters to Strive's roster? We can get rid of that yeah, one. Yeah, let's just strike that one out. Yeah, let me do that real quick. No problem, and whilst you're doing it, I'll read what the rest of the questions are. So, number the one, what fighting game has the best grunts? What defines good grunts as opposed to bad ones? What is a grunt? Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm not affecting... It's a grunt, come on. Number two, a villain perception around a player sometimes develops in a competitive community or event. As commentators, do you try to avoid that topic when commentating them, or do you play up the villain aspect? Number three, Ultra David's talked about the difficulty of commentating foregone matchups before, but are there any drastically imbalanced matchups that are fun or interesting to commentate? And then number four, with the return of Evo, would you rather have one or two dedicated slots for classic fighters, like 10 plus years or older, I assume, in the lineup, or a separate Evo for legacy titles? All right, there are the questions. Do you have a poll set up? Uh, now I do, yes. So the poll is set up now, so Tuba will have to vote again. Um, but, uh, oh, I think they did, yeah. So again, subscribers get two votes, so go ahead and start throwing in your votes over here. And let's see how this goes. By the way, we are taking one 5-5 matchup. Yes, only one 5-5 matchup question. Your votes count. So make your votes count here, ladies and gentlemen. Rock Grunts. the vote. Build back Which... better. <laughs> oh, uh... grunts. Okay, got it. What? What? How did... I literally grunted. That's an example. Dude, I was thinking of like minions in league of legends like grunts you know like like you're and i was like fighting games don't have grunts oh, okay got it got it all right you doing the the, the tim allen grunt oh my god wow james you know you're doing a great impression of the tim allen grunt i don't think so tim wow james that was so good you did yes. <laughs> Your impression you did just now of Tim Allen, great. That was anyway, incredible, we, James. Yeah, it was amazing. Work, I can't wait till I do it again. I don't know if you ever will. Yeah, probably. I don't not. think you should try. You could never top it. that. Go just like yeah, number you... four is not going to get topped. I think we should close it. Okay. Yeah, it looks like you're right. Number four has a almost a majority. It's got the big plurality. All right. So number four. Which is, with the return of Evo, would you rather have one or two dedicated slots for classic fighters in the lineup? Or a separate Evo for legacy titles? What do you guys think? What do you guys well, think? Well, let me just say right off the bat, of course I'm familiar with the Doom mod. That's all images of Tim Allen and every sound effect is the Tim Allen grunt. Of course! I've been on the internet before. Of course I am. It's a classic, absolute classic. With the return of Evo, uh, so I would rather have, um, I would rather have Legacy Evo, to be honest. Uh, I like the idea of having Evo 
not just Evo 1, like that is to say one Evo, but I think it would be cool to have a few as long as they're, you know, differentiated in some way. We have, well, we had when the world existed, Evo World, and it's been gone. I don't know if you heard, it's been a tough year and a half. And there was also uh, Evo Japan. And that was cool. I, I remember us talking at the time about thinking it would be cool if there were also Evo wherever else. I think that would have been mm-hmm. cool too. Or, we, and we have talked about this in the past as well, having Evo Retro or Evo Legacy or something like that. Games that used to be Evo mm-hmm. headliners that haven't been for a while. What's the criteria for that? You know, something we could talk about. But I think, yeah, sure, I think that's a cool idea. For a couple of reasons. One is that I think it'd be great to highlight those. There are people who are interested in older games, and certainly there is some crossover between those uh, players and the players who are playing the brand new stuff. But it's also the case that in a lot of cases, people who are interested in the older games aren't as dedicated to the newer ones. And so, you know, put them all in one place, both for watching and for playing. I think that makes a lot of sense. And for the Evo world, whatever the main one is, I think it would be great to continue having it be primary well exclusively games that are like still the biggest games the most played games the most entered games active. the most watched games active. yeah the active active games is a good way to phrase it so yeah i i'm down with that idea what about you guys uh I... you know oh go ahead james no i was about to say uh it's nice to think to have an ego evo legacy kind of thing but uh no one will go to it that's that's the problem it's it's actually the genuine problem with it is that it wouldn't be profitable it wouldn't it would be it would have to be a labor of love right it has to be because people aren't going to be trying because most of the people their audiences aren't as big and um the uh most of the people who would want to go to that are old and they probably have families and stuff like that now. So a lot of people won't be traveling to it. So in a way, it would be better to do it at a regular Evo. However, the implications of that is is a little bit tricky, right? So the idea that I had suggested a long time ago was to have maybe three or four legacy titles uh, at an Evo. But you can only enter one of them. Like you're only allowed to enter one of them. Uh, and not multiple, because the more legacy titles you put in, the more you're going to get people playing multiple games, and then it's harder to schedule the players around, etc., etc. So in a weird way, it's kind of difficult to do that as well. And this is, of course, you know, me speaking with Wizard in the past and Tom and Tony in the past about these ideas and stuff. And like I said, they understand the logistics and everyone's like oh of course just do it it's easy you know and it's not that easy right because you know at an event like combo breaker frosty faustings you have a lot of the older games uh the amount of people at those events still isn't quite the same as evo and so uh if you do a a classic event the number of people i mean there's a reason why like the unis side tournament at evo had the most number of players until it became official you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's just every, and then you got to have its own stage, et cetera, et cetera, because then people are mad if it's an official game and it doesn't get an official stage at Evo, right? You can't be on the side stage or anything like that. And if you're not streamed, you feel like Evo is sliding you. It's like, there's a lot of different kind of uh, subtext that go along with uh, doing tournaments like that there. But I think it's possible. 
which means it is something that I've wanted because I have suggested in the past. I would love to see an EX2 tournament at Evo, you know, because that game has some dedicated players. It would just be awesome to see that being played at the highest levels. You know, I'd love to see, you know, a Hokuto no Ken official tournament there and get the Japanese to come out and just infinite everyone to death on like some big stage and have the audience just screaming and howling with laughter, you know, like if they make it the early game on Sunday, like in the actual stadium, like dude, and just have people just howling with laughter. I think it would be amazing. So I would love to have something like that. Uh, you know, I would just prefer to have one legacy title at Evo every year. Just the official Evo World Championship. And for that title to always be Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Yeah. <laughs> so just always have Marvel okay. there because it's the best. I see. And that's that's all that I would want. I don't, yeah, we don't need, who, who needs Third Strike? Okay. Who so needs CVS 2? We got I, Ultimate Marvel 3. But wait, are you talking... Oh, go I ahead. I totally agree. Obviously, that's completely right. But say, for example, that I... I don't know why. Didn't agree. I don't know. I, you know, yeah. could, who, who knows why I wouldn't agree. Sure. Say that sure. I didn't agree. How would yeah. you get me to agree to that? Huh? Oh, i tell you to, to, to kick rocks. I see. I see. You can kick rocks well, if you don't like Marvel 3. That's, that's how we everything. feel here at Evo. <laughs> you thought yeah. about everything. Absolutely, yeah. So, <laughs> I hope you like one of our other 10 games. So, I Jeez. mean, what is, are you talking about that as, like, like, that's the legacy game you would want every year? That's the legacy game, yeah. The, what, what other game could have a greater legacy? All right, now, here's my... Let me posit this to you. Sure. What would you do if I said that I actually don't know if Marvel 3 is a legacy game? Because I think Ooh. it's still current. Ooh, it lasts forever. As long as Marvel is there, we're good. <laughs> I, I don't care. I don't care if it's a current or legacy or... You know what? And throw Marvel 2 in there as well. Just do Marvel yeah. 3 and Marvel 2. Every Those year, are the, dude, the, the legacy it. games that are just there forever. And that's the way it should be because, man, those games are incredible. Dude, honestly. Timeless, timeless fighting games. I mean, yeah. you remember the Evo that got canceled? They were going to put MVC2 back in that, remember? That's I mean, true. I don't, that's true. I don't think Tom and Tony would disagree with you at all. <laughs> People don't realize how much those guys loved Marvel, dude. And so, like, sure. I mean, look at Project L. It's a, it's a tag game now, right? <laughs> it's a team That's game. True. Yeah, look, I think that if if what you mean by Evo Legacy is EX2, uh, I mean, no shade on that game, but you're right. It has a very, very small community. I think if instead Evo Legacy was, like, SF4, Marvel 3 and mkx i think you gotta and and melee oh, which is no longer which is right yeah, legacy yeah. as far as evo is concerned yeah. i feel like those four games <clears throat> you know you got a thousand people there i feel i feel like that is those are yeah, big yeah. enough games to make that happen I, killer instinct maybe is another example like right i i, I, uh, I do uh. think that there's a there's a selection of games that still i think would bring in a lot of people and then maybe you also have yeah, your your EX twos or, or whatever other game that you want to play. That Street does have Fighter the movie someone suggested. Mm. You know, if you want to invite three or four mm. of your friends over to play Street Fighter the movie, I guess. Uh, I mean, the the point is that I think there are ways to anchor that kind of a yeah. legacy tournament, and then also maybe you have smaller ones too. But there are certainly some really big games that would still get big numbers. Sure. Either. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. Like, I didn't even consider 
like Street Fighter Four's legacy. Like I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah, I mean, you're thinking C- like old CBS two, MVC two. You know, yeah, but those I mean, kind we're we're at the point now where like the 09 generation is that's old. That's we're old. We're just talking to this now. ancient guy, Crofts. Did you see that from, guy? He's a thousand years old. Yeah. Oh, niner. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't have any hair. I don't have any hair. Oh, niners oh were bald. Oh my God, these oh, niners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now. Jeez, Dude, yeah, actually, Doc Comet has a good point. Like, Exerd, KOF 13, like, you know. Exactly. These, exactly. These yeah. Games like that, yeah. I, yeah. Right. I was thinking way too past generation, not not just like the, the, the literally like the previous generation of games put in persona 4 arena you know yeah. i mean uh blaze blue still has a good scene like yeah that blaze a lot blue of could because so in other words legacy just means any of the games that were at evo in the past and might not be there right now i mean yeah, third strike would definitely bring a lot of people too you know not as much as street fighter 4 and stuff like that because yeah. of the old man problem but yeah there'd be a lot of like can you imagine all of the old street fighter 4 heads being like oh god i can go back and try to win street fighter 4 again that would Dude. be great yeah <laughs> kof 13 is a great yeah. example of this as well mm-hmm. yeah so i i do think that having an evo legacy would be super sick that's what i would want that said if instead it's just evo regular but like here's our one legacy game per year that would be cool cool. i mean yeah for sure that would be cool so i mean it's marvel 3 what david says here i mean if you know if if it could if a uh evo legacy could pull in enough people to make it worth it i would 100 percent prefer its own event yeah, for sure, for sure. My concern was mostly just I just didn't think it could. People wouldn't go. So, they, yeah. they wouldn't. Yeah. You're, you're correct. Okay. All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Oh, boy, what a barn burner of a topic we're getting ourselves into here. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> so I didn't even know about this until you just brought it up very recently, David. Uh, can you summarize what's uh, what's the situation here? Yeah, it was honestly just like half an hour before we went live, so it was... Uh... It was right before. So, right off the press. Yeah, it was hot off the presses. That's correct. Um, so you guys remember Zero. He was the best mm-hmm. Smash 4 player in the world for quite a while. And then he was a major content creator in the Smash scene. And then last year, it came out that he had admitted to um, uh, basically sexting minors. Uh, and so his career was over, basically. is just put a fine point on it um and he and he took a break and he went away and well he's back now and he's making content again and uh, well i just try to be fast about it and well he's back now <laughs> i don't know and and emperor so, palpatine has returned he's just somehow he's back yeah that's right it turned out that the previous guy was irrelevant all along uh he he's not just back and making <sighs> new content but he's also uh, apparently suing one of the people who talked about him and his uh, what he admitted to at the time in terms of uh you know how he handled himself with some minors um and that is that is jisoo he's suing jisoo who's a uh smash somebody in the smash community artist etc um has has quite a bit of followers and and has a platform and put up a tweet earlier today saying that this is happening, that Zero is suing her, and basically asking for a GoFundMe. These kinds of lawsuits are very expensive. I don't, to be clear, know exactly what the lawsuit is. Um, I didn't see that it said exactly, you know, what, what's the legal theory. 
these are the things I'm curious about. If you're the person being sued, you don't probably super care about that. Uh, so I, I get it. Um, but I don't know exactly what the deal is, although it's true, it's certainly true, that lawsuits are very costly. Yeah. And that if it's something that you need to defend yourself against, say that he's suing for damages in some way, um, I mean, you you defend yourself, you pay, you pay money to defend yourself, or you lose by default, and then you have to pay money as well. And, you know, maybe you pay money to defend yourself, and you ultimately get, maybe if you win, you get attorney's fees back. That is to say, the other side has to pay for your attorneys, so you don't end up losing money overall. But you still right. spent a lot of time. It still was expensive in the meantime. If you don't have the money to pay for lawyers in the first place, you're going to be you know, in a much worse situation. So she's asking for a GoFundMe. Um, Again, I don't know exactly what the legal theory is here. I, I would say that it seems, again, I don't know the exact details of this, except to say that Zero did in fact admit to having done this stuff and now says that it didn't happen and now is suing about it. Um, that's really all the, the details that I have on that. He, uh, I mean, he, in, the, in, the, in the tweet it says, uh, she says, that you know, but denies it and claims that he lost his career because of her. So I guess there is, you know, uh, yeah, definitely is uh, denying it and now claims that he lost his career because of me is what she writes in that right. tweet. That is what she so. writes in that tweet. Yeah, just uh, for the full text, um, I'm being sued by former Super Smash Bro- by for- former Smash Bros. Star Zero. Last year, I used my platform to expose the sexual abuse of children. <clears throat> He admitted it, but now denies it and claims he lost his career because of me, not because he's a pedophile. Um, this is what she's writing in her tweet. She says, lawsuits are costly. Anything helps. Um, again, I don't really have any insight into the f- facts other than what is just, you know, commonly reported on this. Um, right. It, 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 to the extent that she believes that Zero is doing this just to harm her and to shut her up, um, I'm sure she has approached attorneys, but one way to maybe look at one thing to maybe look into is something called an anti-slap uh, law. Anti-slap, yeah. Uh, it stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. Oh. And basically, basically, yeah, it's just a stupid acronym that uh, whoever made the law decided to put in there. Right. And this isn't something that's in every jurisdiction, but basically the idea is this person is suing me to get me to shut up. I don't have as much money to, as they do. I can't just like defend myself forever. So I'm going to fight back by using this... Um, tactic to try to just close it down um if i think that the person is trying to just intimidate me and make me stop exercising my first amendment rights so again i don't have that much extra information about this sorry to hear about it that sucks i hope things work out okay uh boy um (laughs) man imagine (laughs) i don't know how it's gonna work out okay but um and I'm I'm sure that there are still plenty of people watching Zero's content. I, I don't know. You know, what can you say? I'm sure that I'm sure that they are still there. No hmm. idea. I haven't looked at his channel, yeah. so I, mean, I have not either. You know, tell you. I have no knowledge of the details of any of this, so I can't really comment on it or anything like that. But um yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, and it's I mean, obviously the point of the lawsuit is in part so that people don't comment on it, right? I mean that's right, the idea. Right. I mean, it's it's interesting, though. I mean, like, because this is a common tactic, right, to to sue someone who just basically can't afford to fight back, which is why a lot of the times people don't even bother, right? Like, for example, you know, uh, former FGCTO who, you know, uh, never paid out tournaments and stuff, like, 
even if you can find him and try to sue him to get your prize money, the amount that you're going to spend is more than the prize money just to even oh, yeah, get that, absolutely. right? So it's just like, it's not even worth it, right? Or Yeah, look, I in the chat, people are asking, with a public admission, though, is this something he could feasibly pull off? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I get that. It just probably depends on the circumstances and the facts. And I su assume that that will be litigated to the extent that they are going to go to litigation. And, and I don't have any more insight about that stuff than you guys do. thought you were a lawyer. Why don't you lawyer some stuff up right now? Jeez. Say some fancy law words. De minimis. All right. Nailed it. a good it. one. <laughs> Spell it. That's two words. Oh. Spell them. <laughs> D E. It's just. It's exactly how it sounds. D E M I N I M I S. It's not a complicated one. Where was oh. the space between the D E and the M? Okay. Come on, guys. All right, we're moving on to the it next be, one. It could be Domini Mus. It could be Demi Nimus. Right. I mean, it could have been any one of those. You made that word up. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> Uncle. I typed it in actually about 10 seconds ago and it just took a while to get there. So uh, the timing wasn't ideal, but anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> oh, 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 that was for... Why are we using these breakers to end topics as opposed to extend topics? Objection! This we're is not how on. it's supposed to work. We're gamifying the process, you know? We're we're, yeah. It's an emerging we're phenomenon. Game players. You know, these videos are crashing my OBS, and I can't show... I may just have to disable it and just be like, oh, sorry, feature's gone, because we're Objection. not... Objection! Yeah, not using I object to that. This is great. Not using... Angel is, uh, was revealed for KOF 15, including saying her name, Angel, so now we have... No excuse to be pronouncing it incorrectly uh, at all. Uh, but, I mean, this is a character that, it's like, she's one of those KOF waifus. It's like, she's going to show up. Cool is probably going to show up, too, pretty soon. Um, but uh, she was definitely officially re revealed. However, no team was revealed with her. So, apparently, she didn't complete any of the teams, which means she might be the first character on the final team that is still completely unknown and rosterless which really lends credence to a lot of different theories uh again i know all of this because of olaf like i can say you know one of her most potential teammates is nameless and i'm sure the both of you are like i have no idea who nameless is i know who nameless is i know I, yeah i'm not KOF that much 13. of a noob about it yeah. oh, okay 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 <laughs> But apparently that is a very strong potential character uh, for teammate at this point. So, um, which would be interesting because it would be the first canon game that he shows up in, because all the other games he was either a uh, a clone of uh, Tetsuo from Akira and then got uh, sued, and so he was redacted, and then they turned him into Nameless which was the same moveset, but everything looked exact, totally different with new sprites and stuff, but that was only in a dream match game, and so there you go. Okay, well, I didn't know any of that stuff. Yeah, so, yeah, because uh, he was he was K9999, it's K49, and uh, he was basically just Tetsuo with Tetsuo's verse, voice actor, 
and he had all of his moves and it was supposed to be an homage but then the people who owned Akira were like uh uh-uh. uh and so they had <laughs> to uh take him out but he was already going to be in a game so his name just became redacted like his name is literally just was just redacted i think it was and then uh eventually he got put into another game but they redrew all of his sprites and he was just nameless and uh but that was a dream match he had a story in there but the story's not canon and so now he might actually be canon because since Verse died in 14 and brought back souls that were killed and all this other stuff, they're basically KOF 15 feels like they're setting up one of those canon reboots where you could reboot the storyline, but it's like canon that it happened, you know, kind of like how they tried oh, the to soft do with, reboot, yeah, yeah, like how they tried to do with the most like with the new Star Trek movies, you know. Anyways, David looks right. absolutely fascinated by this. But he used up his his he used up this thing. I thought she looked all right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know from the deep lore that you're talking about. I just but as far as Uncle goes, I thought she looked cool. Yeah, she definitely seems like one of the ones that they worked on a little bit more from previous game to this game. And um, Oh, there was something I was about to say. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, through Olaf's observation, it seems like they buffed her a lot, too, even though she was really strong in the previous game. So, Good. We yeah. will see. So Ankel seems really, really strong right now. The other interesting thing, though, is who would be the third teammate on Ankel's team, right? So it wouldn't be Maxima. Kim Maxima, So it wouldn't be Kim Kaplan either. Unless he's, Kim is probably... I mean, unless he's trying to right reform now. her... Because that's what he's trying to do. Chang. I mean, Brian Badler would be awesome, but Brian Badler, uh, you know, would he wouldn't work without his teammates here. You know, his his actual teammates, Lucky Glober and uh, Heavy D. You know, it would just be a shame if Brian Badler came back by himself here. And so, you know, what a lot of Duck people are King. theorizing Duck is... Duck King was quite a character. Yeah, Duck King was really cool. I think Duck King would be really cool. I, I think he would be because he in eleven he even never heard his pants team? to like parachute pants. He so was like, like it's the best theme. Yeah, it's Duck a really King good theme. theme. It's uh, a. Um, Can we move on? We're Angel, talking about absolutely nothing. It's not the only news that we have. There's also more. No, wait, wait hang on. So the, the 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 theory on Angel is that um. You know, there the third no teammate could be. I mean, Angel's uh, not in this Angel, game. The theory on Angel for the third character is that is that dude. I'm I am really impressed by Tubo's resistance here. So because I know David would have already objected me and killed this whole thing. So you will talk. You know, you love KOF. It's your no. See, the thing is, if time. we're gaming, if we're gaming the system, so I'm trying to draw the objection out of Tubo. So nope, I'm just gonna filibuster. He didn't burst. I'm gonna uh, yeah, filibuster. I'm gonna filibuster. And you filibuster. It's over. We're there moving we on. Okay. Zero. He it's took the impressive. combo. And he didn't burst. Yeah, I have. I have okay. burst. Uh, conf- what is it? Anyways, competence. Continue on. KOF. More news. Yep. So KOF 14. Uh, I'm sorry. KOF 98. Uh, UMFE had a beta a while ago where they were testing the rollback netcode. People really liked it. There were bugs in it. Like when you threw people, the game would crash and, and such. Uh, and uh, everyone wanted more beta. And uh, Code Mystics is like, hey, 
here's more beta. And so the beta is out there again. People are playing it again. Newer lobby system, uh, newer improved lobby system, which a lot of people actually said that they uh, really enjoy. They, they think the new uh, lobby system is really good. And cool. so, you know, once again, Have fun, everybody. using the, 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 the classic rollback net code right now, uh, which a lot of people like. In case people in the chat aren't aware of what rollback netcode is, uh, rollback netcode is a system by which uh, they improve the netcode so that uh, delay-based netcode didn't work very well. And uh, we're using rollback netcode now to try to make it so that people can play a little more uh, well by not having inputs drop and having perfect time <laughs> all right <laughs> oh, we're back yeah. we're back we're back okay. i think we're back uh we forgot to mention this last week even though i told people where we're gonna bring it up i even had it in the notes and we just didn't write it down uh but kof all-stars the mobile game on the platform on, on on mobile devices they've had like tekken characters uh uh crossover into the game before but now they are adding guilty gear characters uh into the game it's like soul may Ramlafall, uh who else was in there? It's it's Spike uh, is the in Rock. There. Did you who? say Brock? No, The Rock is literally in that game. Oh, oh yeah, 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 The Rock is in the game. Yes, <laughs> The Rock is Brock in the game. Finally, saw bad guy can fight Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, it was like May, Soul Biken, May, Biken, Ram Dizzy, Eno, and Ramlafall are yeah. being added there. So literally, the main protagonist, and then a bunch of waifus. Correct. So yeah, May is a waifu, basically. I guess. I don't, know. I don't know. It's creepy kind of stuff, but I mean, yeah. that's the same situation with <laughs> that's the same situation with Kula, dude. Like everyone, like Kula is a KOF waifu, and she's like fourteen years old as well. So you know, it's like all right. Yeah. We're on to Dungeon Fighter Duel DNF. Oh, actually, I forgot to update this one because they dropped are a actually... couple of new character yeah, videos. That's there's more right. than one. There's more than one. That's right. There Remember are, when I had deja vu and I could have swore that I saw some some videos? Yes. That was just a premonition. Now that I think about it, that wasn't even. I was just easy. looking. I was looking right into the future. That was like a month ago or something. <laughs> yeah, it was Listen, like time is unrelatedly a, long ago. That is a crazy prediction. Who would have ever guessed that Dungeon Fighter would actually drop trailers for their characters? You are a genius, dude. Guess like, what, yeah. guys? There Thank are you. other. Other trailers will come in DNF. Guess what? You really think so, what? David? Oh, I'm actually not sure. I just, just <laughs> take that. that, is, that I'm is actually it. not sure about that. I mean, can we even Impression. call these trailers? They're more like teasers. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. They're very, very They're, fast. They, they barely show anything. One for Berserker and one for Inquisitor. You basically get to see what some of their cool move animations look like, I think is really what all, yeah, what all you can say. Yeah. They showed, honestly, in my opinion, pretty sick looking animations yeah. for both characters. Uh, Berserker's just a real crazy looking dude. I don't know anything about the games that he's from. Uh, my understanding is that this is like a class or something. And he looks he looks sick. He's got crazy red eyes and he does a bunch of like slashy slashes. And Inquisitor at one point brings out a big wheel. I assume that she's going to break you on the wheel. Wow, what a reference. Uh, anyway, looks cool. Yeah. Again, looks beautiful. Again, the, the, the scary part, the dangerous part that's, you know, I know hitting a lot of people is that Arxis's graphics are almost starting to become a little too common. 
and it doesn't feel special anymore, you know? And I will say, though, we had that conversation last week. Then we saw Inquisitor and stuff. And I think I think that wheel in particular stands out to me, but I think yeah. a lot of the animations in that are again somewhere in between maybe Grand Blue and Strive in terms of their art style. But I think they look pretty sick. So again, yeah. I think it looks cool. I'm not that upset about it. She's got like an auto de fe in there or something. She's there's a lot of she's an Inquisitor, I guess. Good luck, everybody. Um, yeah, looks cool. <laughs> Nintendo officially tweeted that a new patch is coming out for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. However, they have said that this is officially the final fighter adjustment. So in other words, this is it. When this, is when this patch drops and Little Mac still sucks, that he's <laughs> just going to suck for the end of time, basically. Yep, that's and it. that's it. GG. Until Project U comes out. And then it's I'm just sure... I mean, a character that it's designed not to be good in the air and designed not to have good recovery is just not going to be good. Yeah, they it's not going to be a good Smash character. Yeah, they've, that's an intentional choice, obviously. Yeah. Um, I mean, so that, that's cool. I don't know how many Smash players are in our uh, viewer, you know, because I know we're not the Smash people. We don't draw a lot of Smash people. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what people feel about the current state of Ultimate, right? Like, are people really happy with the way it is right now? Or is it kind of wildly unbalanced? Or is it just like Little Mac and I see Ridley is not very strong or something like that? So uh, I'm curious. I was what uh, most people talking with my younger think. brother who was home over the weekend for Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, mm -hmm. and he plays Smash a lot. That dude's put a lot of time into Smash. Uh -huh. He's a big old Smasher, huh? Does he go to tournaments? Sometimes he does. Yeah. In fact, wow, you've never talked about this. You kept it the secret uh, really? for ten plus years because you're ashamed of your Smasher younger brother, Ultra David. I'm glad you finally got over that and decided to publicly talk about it. Congratulations. He's actually going to be. On. He's going to be running one at the school he's going to next year. So um, he's the next John Crofts, dude. <laughs> uh, he was telling me that he thinks that the game is pretty well balanced, but there are still obviously like characters that are maybe too much at the top and characters that are just bad. And then he wanted to play Smash, and I was like, "All right, let's see how this goes." And I. I only got four stocked one time, so congratulations. Oh to dang! You. So he's actually pretty legit now, huh? He's pretty legit, yeah. What's his tag? What is his gamer tag? Um, Ultra Ben. Butt face. <laughs> 69. No, not what's the tag that you gave him. <laughs> Fart mouth. Fartmouth? That's what it is? Fartmouth? Fartmouth. Fartmouth. I like that, actually. <laughs> is that actually his tag or no? I don't Absolutely know. Absolutely not. Because I mean, I if from from my experience hanging out with you and your brother, I I mean, I would believe it if that was it. So, yeah, I was in the back seat of, of David's car as he was driving him and his little brother, and I think they forgot I was there, and like it was just all fart humor. I mean, let me just tell you, dude. I don't think they forgot. I think they totally do. They you just were didn't there. care. They, they are just didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know basically. what's funny is uh, I was I was driving him home from we went to we went to the Natural History Museum, and I was wow. driving him home. And the whole way we were driving home by ourselves, we didn't make one fart joke. We talked exclusively about economics and politics the entire way. But when there are other people around, we have to show off to them. So that's when the fart <laughs> humor comes. To show off. 
right. You have to show them your modern fart, basically, right? So that's how go. that's how it goes. Okay. Yep. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. There was a tournament for this. It was the Psy Games Cup, uh, which was won by uh, Gamera using Jita and Yule. Uh, but at the Side Games Cup, they also uh, showcased some gameplay footage of Vera or Vira. I'm not sure which how to pronounce that properly. Uh, I wish I had uh, Ebonic Plague here; he would be able to tell me. So, uh, but you know, brand new character that was announced, and it was the first time that they actually got to show off some of her gameplay uh, for that. Also, a new patch has dropped for uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Versus as well. Although this one, again, mostly just a bug fix patch, so nothing really massive in terms of balance changes. So cool. that's all I've got for that. All uh, right. I'll post this in the chat over here. Do, 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 do. But, uh, you know, speaking of content, uh, someone out there, uh, uh, Phil Nolan, is making a documentary about Supernoon and his journey in the FGC. And apparently Ooh. that comes out on Thursday, so two days from now. And he dropped a teaser for it which I just posted in the link. So you guys can check that out and uh, see some stories about Supernoon. I mean, it's interesting because like for me, it's like, has Supernoon been around long enough to have a documentary for? But I mean, Shred. honestly, yeah, he has. He absolutely has. And it's crazy to me to think that. But yeah. it is, and it's cool. definitely a very interesting story. SoCal born, moved to the East Coast to become roommates with Sonic Fox and become one of the best and now doing all sorts of really, really cool stuff. So that's really, really cool. <clears throat> for sure looking forward to that yeah uh let's see here we have also uh the steam autumn sale that is coming uh, that is currently going on it has a bunch of fighting games on sale i do believe like this is the cheapest tekken 7 has ever been like on there because oh, yeah. you can actually get that on a bunch of the season passes i mean it's still wait quite wait, a wait, bit... wait 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 you're telling me i don't have to spend 120 dollars on a collection for tekken 7 <laughs> you're telling me i can get the whole damn thing for like 50 bucks or less no way yeah apparently apparently so oh well, not even 50 bucks though i think it's after you buy bucks. all of it uh, for the deluxe edition, but I still think you need to buy a couple extra. Uh, you can uh, get the game and all four of its season passes for thirty eight dollars if you buy the ultimate edition. Oh, there you okay. go. There you go. Cool. Okay. Yeah, uh, these are some twenty one dollars for Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. Hot dang. Yeah, there's a lot of good prices there. If you were interested in getting into the Nickelodeon All Stars, you can also grab that as well. Cool. Uh, all right. But that's all I've got here. Um, Moving on to the mailbag. Moving on. My favorite part, your favorite part, Jasmine's favorite part, all of her favorite right. parts. That's right. Let's see here. Do do do. Let's get the. Oh my god. My cat was snoring so hard behind me that I could hear it through my headphones. And I good boy. Even... Does this is this going to be the first question that may not fit on the card over here? 
Uh-oh. Long old question. Oh my god. <laughs> so right, uh, Doc Helmet asks, uh, you are lost deep in an ancient forest. After hours of wandering, you stumble across a small gnome sitting on a large toadstool. The gnome offers to give you directions out of the wood, but he asks you to answer a question that has been puzzling him for centuries. His question is this. What character from any fighting game franchise would you like to see appear as a guest character in every other fighting game franchise? Uh, this trend of having a giant story and then the actual question is unrelated to it is probably going to keep cracking me up. Uh, good work, everybody. <laughs> what character from any fighting game franchise would I like to see appear as a guest character in every other fighting game franchise? Boy, I think it would be a bummer if one character was in every single fighting game. I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I would much rather have every game have, I mean, not necessarily all unique lists. I'm cool with some crossovers, but if there was one that was like, it had to be by law, a law gets passed, and every single fighting game has to have this one, that's a bummer. I don't know. I, for one, find it interesting that someone who hates copyright so much thinks it'll be a bummer that a single character could be in every single fighting game. Could be. Because by your principles on copyright, no one should own the character, so everyone should be able to put Ryu in their fighting games. If they want, but at some point it gets boring. I don't know. I don't think, I mean, that's, do I don't think that's where David's uh, objection comes from, Ryan. I think it's... Well, no, just... of course not, but I just, I'm just pointing out that... <laughs> Maybe I think copyright her. is okay. Maybe copyright's an okay thing sometimes. Okay, that's what I'm Maybe pointing I'm out. a copyright attorney for work. Maybe that's how I make my dollars. My answer is Pikachu. I think Pikachu <laughs> should be in every fighting game ever. That was a good transition, James. I think Pikachu uh. is the is the character that needs to be in every fighting game. Alright. Yeah, yeah but, I would just say Ryu because he almost isn't every other franchise at this point. So why not just throw Ryu everywhere? It's probably Akuma, don't you think, is in even more than Ryu? No, I think Ryu is uh, in way Chun -Li. more. Maybe it's probably Chun-Li. Chun-Li's in everything. It's definitely well, Ryu. It's definitely so, Ryu. So it depends, right? I mean, Ryu's in a lot of stuff, not just fighting games. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Ryu's all over. It's true. It's true. Yeah. I'm Electric Blanca Sub-Zero. <laughs> Moving on to the next one. Yeah, that's who I want to be in every single fighting game. Electric, Electric Blanca Sub-Zero? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right. Who is Electric Blanca Sub-Zero? Why is... I'm Chun-Li! Chun-Li, Chun we're moving on to the next one. What's the next topic? I'm so confused right uh, now. Okay. If you know, uh, you know. Subatar via Discord. At WEGL 2017, Tastosis tri tried to commentate Tekken. If you had to commentate an RTS, which RTS would you choose? I mean, Halo I Wars. <laughs> Halo Wars 2. Yeah, it's a good that answer. That's what I'm going with. Okay, sure. It's a good answer. Sure. sure. Uh, I guess I would go, I would just pull the reverse Tastosis and I right. would do Brood War. Yeah. I myself played Brood War for a very long time, um, uh, most of a decade, to be honest, playing it and watching it. At this point, that was probably a dozen years ago now. I'm probably not in the know, but I feel like I could get back into the know pretty quickly. So that is my answer. Is that Start your final answer? Shout out to Tastosis, which had, they both had a huge impact on my commentary. 
Uh, I would have to study it a little bit more to remember all the mechanics, but uh, if I had to commentate an RTS, it would be Erzog's Vi. That's the one that I would do. Yeah, yeah both of those that guys. Up. That's not even a real game. Erzog's Vi was on the Sega Genesis. It is... And it was the first RTS of all time ever. Not quite. That's what a lot of people claimed. But it actually turned out that there was another game that was the first RTS ever that uh, it might have even been Airzog, you know, because Airzog's Vi is Airzog 2. So, uh, Airzog's Yeah, if you knew German, you would know that, Tubbo. Yeah, exactly. So. Moving on. Yeah, Dune. Um, I, don't, I think Dune's in the same boat where it's like. It's not actually the first one, but like it's one of the founding ones. Does General Chaos on the Sega Genesis does that count as an RTS? I don't know. I don't know what game that is. You should look it up. That game was fucking sick. <laughs> I love General Chaos. I w- if that counts as an RTS, I would commentate that. Can I okay. can I be an Ice Climbers in it? Mm. No, there's not an Ice Climbers in that game. Oh boy! I mean, how right, did it make on. you feel? Did it make you feel happy, Chaos? <laughs> Uh, Phil Rufio via Twitter asks, a balance wizard teleports you to a deserted island and asks you to balance the final patch of Smash. What would you like changed? Make the Street Fighter character good. That's all. I just want my Street Fighter character in Smash to actually be good. But he's not. He can't recover when he's knocked off ledges. He doesn't really have effective air attacks. Instead, all he does is run back and forth, and he's got a really cool alt where he's in a wireframe, but I just want i want a good Street Fighter character in Smash. That's all I'm looking for. Um, I would make Bayonetta stupid good again, just to make all the Smash players mad. Oh, That's boy. I would make it so that if you launched yourself with PK Thunder and hit somebody with that, that should be an automatic KO every time because when you get to land that on somebody, that shit's hype, basically. It's not as effective in 1v1 as it is in in free-for-all, so landing that is rare, and if you land that, you should just win. You should just win. Little Mac plays footsies. What are we doing here? Are we going on the next one? What do we got? What do we got? Come on. I don't know. Investigation Cone via Twitter asks a wizard teleports you to Arrakis. This wizard's all over the place. One of of these to take over Spice Harvest. Which do you choose? 12 to. Oh boy, this is a David question, apparently. All right. uh, Let's go, David. (laughs) Go, go, go. Oh, you don't want to read it? Well, I don't know how it's pronounced. Okay, all right, all right, all right. 12 Taleo Aksu face dancers. Okay, well, that's not 11, what I would have gone with, but okay. <laughs> Gwild navigators. 10 uh, Sardaukar. Okay, 9 okay. Mentat, masters of ass ass ins. And 5 Duenkan, uh, Id Aho, Folas, or okay. a Kawis. That's a hater with a bag with a bag of poor tigles. Okay, all right, nailed them all. As far as I'm concerned, got nice it. Nice work, nice work. Uh, by the way, portugals are oranges. Oranges, everybody. Oranges. Um, what I what was the what was the question? 
I don't know. Wizard teleports you to Arrakis and Arrakis, offers you one buddy. of these to take over Spice oh, who, Harvest. Who's going to be doing the Spice Harvest? Okay, very good. Well, it's not going to be the Guild Navigators, who I'm not convinced can actually walk. They might be so deformed at this point that they're just going to be stuck and, and can't actually do that very effectively. Ten Sardaukar would be great. They're fantastic. Nine Mentat Masters of Assassins. Um... I think they could be great bean counters, but they're probably not the people I would choose to actually do the Spice Harvest itself. Only five Duncan Idaho Golas. I think I think I would go with the 10 Sardaukar. The 12 Claylox Face Dancers, I think, are uh, obviously very, very useful in a ton of different ways. And there's more of them than the Sardaukar, so maybe they'd be great. But, you know, I think I'm going to go with the Interstellar Blood Cult Warrior emperor fanatics which ones are those <laughs> well obviously you know the answer to that what a silly question james Sorry. <laughs> i mean I just, I'm, testing I know you. You. I'm testing you i'm testing you david it. yeah i know I'm testing i know buddy. You. oh you're a, you're a wily one. Oh, i know geez. right tricky 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 uh trajan viridis via twitter asks miles ajax nathan and jasmine are all fighting game characters based on their personality and physicality what archetype are they would you play them Bonus, are Nathan Jasmine ice climbers? No. Nathan and Jasmine are not ice climbers because if they were on the same team, they would be knocking each other off the platform and destroying each other. Nathan and Jasmine uh, do not get along. So, uh, Well, Miles would be a hulking beast brawler type. Uh, absolute destroyer of worlds. I don't think people know this, but my cat hates everyone but me. And I don't mean like like I, he, he runs away from them. I mean like he attacks people. I bring guests into my home and he bites them. He hates other humans. He loves me to death. I mean, you guys see me on stream. I pick him up. He's fine. He loves me. He cuddles me every day. Every other human, every other animal, he wants them dead. They are his enemy. So, yeah, he would he would be like a probably Blanca? like a Blanca. I, no, I, I think he'd be more like an Abigail. That's a big, dumb, <laughs> I'm going to crush you. Like, I mean, look. Just it, absolute monster. But based on his personality. He has to be a Street Fighter character, right? Because we said that, you know, Street Fighter had no lore and Miles has no tail. So, you know, I feel like uh, he definitely has to be a Street Fighter character. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Bars. Nice work. <laughs> David? Nice work. Okay, I think that Ajax... so they, they didn't list Lyra in the in the in the in the. There's no. Yeah, Lyra, Lyra got bodied. Lyra's taking the day off. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's a zoner. Lyra's a zoner. Um, she likes when you come to her in some situations, but only when she wants to be petted. Otherwise, she wants to just kind of keep her distance a little bit. That's cool. Nathan is a grappler, of course. I mean, Nathan. Nathan Ajax is a grappler, of course. He can't get enough snuggles with everybody. Uh, I brought over um, a couple of friends just recently. Uh, me and Saltine came over, and Marine came over. And the very first time that they met Ajax, he walked up to them right away and was just snuggling them. That's and, he's such I mean, a he's, 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 extreme, he's extremely yeah. snuggly. He will mm -hmm. never say no to getting up close and being picked Dude, up. And yeah, yeah. So he's obviously, he needs to be next to you. He wants to give you hugs all the time. He's a grappler. Yeah. Jasmine would definitely be kind of a hit and run zoner kind of character. Like every time anyone tries to 
Like Nathan tries to pounce on her, she just runs away. Whenever she attacks something, she's always like, and then runs away. And then uh, she's just like really kind of like in and out kind of thing. So she's definitely a, a hit and run character and does not want like to chip. be next to you. A chip, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Chip has good mix-ups and wants to be kind of be close. It's weird. She would have to be more of like one of those half zoners that is in Street Fighter Five these days. You know what I mean? Mm. So kind of like, like a, a rose. Like I would imagine almost like mm. a Falk kind of thing. You know, zoning okay. you, but okay. you know, right. poking right. with a Torrance sure. heavy punch kind of thing. Nathan, okay. he would be that weird gimmick character that just doesn't make any sense i mean he'd probably be like a fuerte or something because he's i don't know what the hell that cat's doing and he he's just ginormous and uh yeah yeah he's a big he, cat yeah he's a big he's a big uh fat fat boy so uh but i mean the thing about it is he would also maybe he would be like hugo right because he's ginormous and he just attacks you in weird ways but all he really wants to do is just be a potato <laughs> yeah that actually is a great great nathan call yep. <laughs> i think he that's, just wants to be a potato yeah because that is definitely uh what he wants to do so all right and we got our last question coming up now and it is Tavi Turnip via Discord says, uh, A raccoon steals the cookies you are looking forward to today, making you very sad. Unrelated oh. completely, a turnip then asks you what your favorite non-electronic <laughs> sport to watch is. Oh, jeez. Well, let me first of all say that I have a ton of cookies from Thanksgiving. I got all sorts of cookies left Dude, over. I'm I got all sorts of pies left over. That picture, and you've given James none. That Correct. picture of the lemon cheesecake. Oh, like, so good. Oh, God. Yeah. Like, you were like, yes, it was good. I was like, that's not the part that was in question. I'm was, 100% positive it was amazing. It uh, was great. And we had this, and it was great. And we had this, and it was great. Yeah, the David we sure three. did. We sure yeah. did. Those are by my dad. The cookies and the and the um, cheesecake are actually by him. Oh, and, really? Nice. Yeah, he... He, those are the only two things that he bakes, and he knocks them out of the park. Now, even, yeah. even my professional baker, yeah, she, to ask. she loves the cheesecake. She's a huge, she thinks oh. it's excellent, excellent cheesecake. Dang. So that's high praise. Nice. nice. All right. Yeah, anyway, no, recipe might be, oh, yeah. might be useful. So, oh boy. Uh, what is my favorite non electronic sport to watch? Well, time was when I was into sports, it was hockey. I was a really, really big hockey fan. Now, I guess knowing what time of year it is, there's probably hockey going on, but that's the most that I can say about it. My second is football, specifically college football. But same thing. It's probably college football season right now. It's probably towards it, the end of the is, year, yeah. I guess. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's all I got for you. Who knows what time of year it is at this point. So, uh, I mean, for me, it was always basketball. Uh, I got into the Lakers right at the tail end of of you know magic johnson era i mean the year that i started watching was the year that he left due to hiv 
James Worthy was like him and like Byron Scott were like the only ones left. So I go went through the uh, the 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 Lakers dark ages with like Sedale three and you know uh, Nick Van Exel, Nick Van Exel, yeah, Eddie Jones, Eddie Jones, who was my favorite. Eddie Jones was sick, dude. When he got traded, I punched my fridge and I almost broke my hand, dude. Like I was that mad that Eddie Jones got traded. Not that serious. Um, and then, right. of course, Kobe and Shaq joined the team, and then that was, like, it. Like, I just became the crazy Laker fan. And then, honestly, like, my basketball career kind of disappeared when when Kobe stopped playing, really, and I just kind of stopped watching, and I just really haven't cared as much. Uh, during that, towards the tail end of that, I was actually watching mostly tennis. Uh, I've always been a tennis fan. Uh, in fact, I had the tennis channel. It was one of the only reasons why I had cable, because I used the tennis channel as my Twitch. I just had it on in the background whenever I was doing anything. I just had it on because it was a great background thing to have, and I love tennis to death. Um, but then my cable company dropped the tennis channel out of the package that I had, so I canceled cable completely. So, Tough was- well, unlike these two nerds, I still watch sports. Uh, yeah. I like football. I used to be a very, very big football fan. Uh, I used to have as- aspirations to coach football professionally. Didn't really know what level, but that's what I wanted to do for a living for a long mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Probably like age eight to. 20 something um so i i know football at a pretty deep level uh i really like basketball go bulls bulls are super exciting this year um and i i mean i really love hockey i think hockey is the best sport i think hockey is the ultimate sport ultimate team sport mm-hmm. uh but i'm a blackhawks fan and they are a terrible organization to follow both in skill and the fact that they covered up a sexual harassment thing for like 12 years and those teams are the teams that i love the most because they won three stanley cups so it's really tainted my view on hockey to the point where i think i don't give a shit about hockey anymore Uh, but i used to really care about hockey it's crazy because eh. like honestly if you like i liked hockey but i'll tell you this if you guys haven't ever had a chance to do so and i'm sure most people haven't Go see a live hockey game. Your appreciation mm, of hockey just skyrockets because you don't like if you if you come from basketball, like you don't realize that these guys are rotating off the bench like every five minutes because it's fucking tiring. Doing yeah yeah, yeah. hockey doing hockey rotation is about forty five seconds yeah it's about yeah. forty five seconds a, and, a very long rotation is like a, right. a minute fifteen yeah and then, you don't breathe while you're out there yeah and no. then when you see the passing angles and stuff like that live it's it is ridiculous it's beautiful dude it's it's, it's the it's, best in person sport I absolutely yeah. agree with that I mean I love that watching is, it yeah, it's it's an incredible home sport. too but um yeah it's, I, it's it's like night and day honestly. I, I I love it regardless, but I certainly think that it's the best um, in person. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, when I say night and day, that's not me saying that watching it on TV is bad either. It's just like it's great, but then you watch it in person and you're like, "Holy shit! I had no idea this is how it works." So it was really crazy. It was really cool because my manager at work was a big Kings fan. He had, you know, he had uh, season tickets, and so for a ship party one year, he he got a box seat for our team mm. and so we actually got to go watch the the kings uh i think they were going up against the nashville predators because they were a crappy team mm. so the tickets were always uh, cheaper 
so, you know, I think of all the live hockey games I've seen the Kings play, I think three of them were against the Nashville Predators for some strange reason. <laughs> they were bad for a long time. Yeah. So. Yeah. They've been pretty good recently, though. Yeah. yeah. No, hockey is one of the most tiring sports out there because the amount of push and glide and back and forth. It's like it's like anaerobic. Like it's it's not yeah. it's you honestly you breathe. I'm not, I'm exaggerating saying that you don't breathe, but like also you're barely breathing. Like you're giving maximum effort for like the under the minute that you're out there. Yeah. Uh and you don't see that on TV. And the problem is with because if you're casual, everyone's wearing the face masks and stuff. They yeah, you can't gonna... recognize the difference of them rotating out constantly. But like sometimes you'll see someone dump a puck to the other side, and you're like, "What are you doing?" It's because everybody is exhausted, and it's like, "Please, yeah, can we switch?" Line. You know, it's 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 really cool. It's it was it was really eye opening for me. Honestly, I thought it was amazing. So. Cool, man. All right. Well, we did it. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who cares about that. I hope everybody else is doing all right. No, buddy. I'm sorry. After what you did. I don't even know what you're talking about. After what you did, you think you're going to be invited to my Hanukkah? I would hope so. After you brought what you brought. What did I bring? Yeah, I thought you wouldn't remember. What an embarrassing night. I couldn't <sighs> believe it. I, couldn't I mean, believe I it. will. I will. I hope everybody had a great holiday weekend. If you do celebrate Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, I had it was an awesome. I, I will, uh, you know, I had a Friendsgiving. It's one of the first times I'd seen a lot of those guys in the like in two mm. years. And uh, honestly, the first Friendsgiving I think I've had in like 10 years or something like that. So it's really cool just to see a lot of people. And I was, uh, you know, it was really, really cool. It was like Filipino Man was there. Stupendous was there. You know, uh, Sherry uh, and, you know, Kat. Uh, it was really cool seeing all those, the, the old faces again. So <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, Slayer. Oh, good, yeah, good yeah. Good work no. out there. You're doing, you're doing great stuff. Yeah, we were doing questions. Right. We have people submit questions early, Slayer. So you oh, yeah, get yeah. in on that Send next a, time. A tweet in or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks a lot for hanging out, everybody. Tupperware is going to go play Halo. Uh, sure am. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm going to go watch Carl Sagan 42, and James is going to have breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah, <laughs> basically. I'm actually curious, though, if the Teppan is actually going down on because like i'm at the highest rank teppan i've ever been i've been trying to get to freaking 2000 points nope it's going maintenance now so the season is over because i was thinking about actually just streaming my last ditch effort to try to get to 2000 points and i could not do it so the recent video he did with jelly mario oh i could barely breathe it was so funny for me I <laughs> oh my god Good night, everyone. This is not a topic. This is not a topic. You can't actually do that. Good night, everyone. That's not I allowed. Like it. Three, two, one, go, go. So now I get two minutes here to close out the stream however way I want now. That is how we're gaming this mine. season. Yeah, because it's not a topic. Yeah, we're not so allowed to interrupt each other during a topic. But see, this is not a topic, right? So we can do whatever we want. So now I can talk for an entire...